1: That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details.
2: Saturday Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts, Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons across the country and around the world.
3: All right, good evening and welcome aboard into the night in the overnight as well. It is Sports Byline USA uh, football, the fifth quarter takeover on a weekend edition. Marty Terrell. Uh, yeah, we're going to bring it all together today. A historic finish to Army-Navy uh, at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Wow, is, is this going to be controversial? Only insofar as the unspeakable on this program. 17-9 to 9 and... Navy gets stopped at the goal line. I mean, a whisker. they got to go back to the replay. They're going to go back to the review. No touchdown. Army takes a safety and everything else goes. You know what I'm talking about, folks. It was a crazy finish in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, more on that later on. But uh, Charlie Gibbons, a little bit later on uh, in hour number two, uh, we will roll along here with a lot of football. We get ready. Not so much college. Obviously, the Heisman Trophy Award uh, will be, uh, winner will be announced tonight, named tonight at the Downtown Athletic Club in New York City. We'll get to that live. Uh, we'll keep you apprised of that situation. NFL uh, Week 14 is huge. We'll look at all the big games. Obviously, we'll pay attention. It all started Thursday with the Patriots shocking everyone with a 21-18 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a good job out of Bill Belichick. You know, his dad, Steve Belichick, was a Navy guy. Again, Belichick, born in Nashville, raised in Annapolis with his dad, worked at the Naval Academy as a coach. Uh, I thought Belichick did a great job on ESPN today with Pat McAfee, uh, Kirk Herbstreit, Desmond Howard, uh, Lee Corso. I, I just thought it was great. The exchange and the respect he showed for Lee Corso, who's 88 years old, still doing television. It was a heartwarming, heartwarming, uh, and I, I never thought I'd see Belichick in, in, in that in that frame of mind. But he, uh, he passed the test uh, in spades, no question about it. All right, Brock Hines, my good buddy, he's going to kick it off here. We rewind some of the best stuff from the week that was, but we roll into a NFL Week 14, a busy weekend. Lots to get to, Bailey Peck along the way as well. I'm Marty Terrell, this. Is football. The fifth quarter takeover Saturday nights on sports byline across the country and I Heart and around the globe on the American forces radio network. We're coming right back.
4: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants, because you can't understand the waiter,
1: that's 800 278
5: 1738 Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt,
1: that's 800-943-2153.
6: Are you looking for a guilt-free holiday season? Check out 100calsnacks.com. With 100% natural ingredients and no sugar added, these snacks are low in carbs but high in protein and fiber and absolutely delicious. You'll get a kick out of the chocolate brownies with ashwagandha and use code no for 25% off your order that's the number 100 calsnacks.com get the energy boost you need with a potent dose of superfood for just 100 calories that's 100 calsnacks.com
7: this episode is brought to you by columbia sportswear it's snowing again and that wind chill is killer but you're not worried about that because you shop the omni heat infinity collection it's warmth perfected with tiny gold dots that reflect your body heat inside and protect you from the cold outside. No snow or chilly temps can stop you now. Go out anyway. Shop the Omni Heat Infinity Collection now at Columbia.com infinity.
3: All right. Welcome back. Uh, weekend edition. Marty Terrell. Brock Hines going to join us here in a matter of seconds. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, and I just got a laundry list of items and we're going to just dive for every single loose ball we can here because, you know, we don't get them that often. And when we do, it's a special treat. So uh, I grew up with him, have the utmost respect for him as a broadcaster and a media guy. And away we go. And <laughs> Brock, welcome aboard, first of all. And I got to start really Army, Navy. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, in Foxborough at Gillette. Don't forget, Bill Belichick uh, grew up in Annapolis, born in Nashville. Annapolis with his dad, Steve. Very tight with the Navy program, Army, Navy. Here we go. Belichick, they got the game out of the way Thursday night. A win, a win on the road at Pittsburgh. I think Belichick will be there. Foxborough, Army, Navy. We'll get to that in a moment, Brock. But I got to get you to comment. The Patriots. The Patriots. And Al Michaels, you know what? Al Michaels couldn't get to the fact that at halftime it was 21-10. And those of you who had the over against the uh, the lowest total in a long time in modern-day NFL history, Al Michaels
8: couldn't get that out quick enough. Welcome
3: aboard, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, How Marty. Great,
8: great to talk <laughs> to you. Thanks for having me on, as always. Um, yeah. You know, everybody, who, who would have given, you know, <laughs> if Pittsburgh is inept, the Patriots are inept times six. I mean, because let's face it. I mean, I like Trubisky at the helm of Pittsburgh much better, but still, uh, you figure the Patriots are dead. Absolutely dead. How do they come out and do what they did? Pittsburgh ought to be ashamed of themselves. Actually, maybe not ashamed of themselves, because I I told you all along, Pittsburgh and Seattle are the two that I really question the most. Pittsburgh, at, at least in the AFC, as far as teams that are really contenders, so... I mean, who figured? Who could have figured last night? It, infamously, why? That's why they play the game, I guess. Yeah, and, and Brock, I guess
3: where I want to go with this real quick because we got so much yeah. ground to cover. And the, I didn't tell you yet, and I nor, nor you would expect anything from me. I'm squeezing two segments out of you, brother, because we don't get to do this very often, and I love having you on. I do, Brock. What's going on in New England? Seriously, what is going on, and in, in, in particular, the Patriots? And and I respect your opinion here. You pay attention. You you can read tea leaves. You've got your ears to the railroad tracks. What's going on? Is Belichick out the door there? What do you what do you honestly see happening? And I can never remember a Pittsburgh New England game having so little juice at all. There was nothing there really. Go ahead, tell us real quick.
8: Absolutely not, uh, Marty. I I can't believe how much uh, non fanfare there was in that game. Uh, I'm curious to see who the next coach will be, and we'll find out uh, as soon as the season ends in the second week of January. Um, the Belichick reign will, will come to an end. And, wow. Uh, it was a great run, Marty. I mean, we can it's easy now for us to tee off on him and this team, but uh, him and Brady were a tremendous combination, and who knows, maybe they end up together. I'm reading in the broadcast booth. I mean, come on. I mean, if you have the two Manning brothers, can you imagine having Brady and Belichick on? Uh, yeah. Throw them on ESPN News opposite the, these guys on ESPN too. It's uh, it's it's uh, it was a great run. You you can't deny that. I'm looking at it from the other way, I guess, because no. I mean, I, yep. I think yep. it's pretty yep. much known what's going to happen in January. So uh, tear it all up. Got to find a quarterback, a coach, and uh, maybe not in that order, but. Uh, I think it's pretty basic. I'm not going to break news to anybody who's listening.
3: All right, Brock, so Belichick's not done coaching, or do you think he walks away, retires to Nantucket, says, I don't need this anymore, you know, I'll do whatever i got to do to keep myself occupied, or, you know, Washington commanders, Los Angeles chargers. I mean, we're hearing all sorts of crazy stuff. Just give me your gut feeling, and then we'll move on, because it's a day where Otani's going not only away from L.A., he's going out out of the country, a Japanese player. He's going back out of the country, but it's not to Japan. He's going to Canada. We'll get to that in a moment. Belichick, what's he going to do, in your opinion?
8: Where will he yeah, I have a hard time believing that he can sit at home and watch TV or even be in a studio analyst. First of all, he would make a very poor studio analyst because nobody would be able to understand he's what he's saying. He's boring, um, yeah. he's boring. Um, I don't know. Maybe Nick Saban has something for him. Those guys are best friends, uh, but I don't see him going backwards to college. He's going to end up somewhere, um, and I'm not sure where, but uh, I, I don't, I'm do not i not privy to that. But we, we will see. But I, I agree with you. Uh, there's no way that he can call it quits right here.
3: All right, Brock. Um, hey, listen, everyone thought it was the Dodgers, if not the Giants, uh, maybe Texas after one uh, show time. Showtime. Shohei Otani. I'm obsessed with this guy. I think he is our modern uh, version of Babe Ruth. I don't know if there's any question about it. Look at the numbers. 29 years old, uh, multi-talented. Brock, he ends up in Toronto. And this had to be worked out. The exchange rate between the Canadian and, and, and American currency is, is market. It's a dramatic. So that had to be worked out, and we'll get the final numbers. But I kind of feel great for you folks and jealous of you folks in New England. you got the Yankees playing checkbook baseball again. Now here come the Blue Jays. The Orioles and Red Sox are standing there holding a bucket of whatever. But you're going to get to see him 19 times. You're going to get a – literally in New England and Boston, you're getting a front-row seat to Shohei Ohtani for the next decade, Brock. We're going to be real old men by the time his 10-year deal expires. Give me your initial reaction, not only in the Boston area, but across the American League East with Shohei, uh, with Shote, rather. really minus a late breakdown. He's going to the Blue Jays. Go ahead. Give me a quick hit.
8: If that's where he's headed, north of the border, I mean, first of all, I agree with you, Marty. I think if I call him a generational player, I think it's probably an understatement still, like you right. say. Um, your comparison to Ruth is not far off. The first thing that struck me when you texted me that earlier was it confirms to me that he does not want to play in a loud media market. Toronto is a loud media market for hockey. There's a tremendous amount of pressure. A lot of players don't want to go there for the National Hockey League. But for baseball, mm-hmm. yeah, Toronto's the biggest city in Canada. But you know, the fact he didn't end up somewhere else where there was a lot of pressure, and he, he was he was at the you know the, the redheaded stepchild in Los Angeles. You know, the Dodgers are king there, the Angels are an afterthought, and so it just confirmed to me certain things about if he ends up there that I think there's a tremendous amount of pressure, and I think that was discussed with him. Uh, because, sure, there'll be a lot of eyes on him. There'll be a lot, a lot of eyes on him anywhere. You just said it, and I agreed with you, that he's a generational player. But mm-hmm. Toronto just seems kind of odd to me. Um, it's yeah. more than just the money. He's going to get money wherever he goes, Marty. It's it's just, I think, the media pressure in the uh, microscope plays a lot of, of to do with that.
3: Well, the Yankees have already fired their first salvo, and it's Soto and company. Yep. Now you've got this. Baltimore was awesome last year. I mean, I wasn't shocked that they got eliminated by Texas. But the Red Sox look like the redheaded stepchild, Brock. They really do. They're, they're. I mean, I, I never thought I'd live to see the day. I mean, we could do a whole hour and a a half podcast on the Red Sox. Let's do it in 45 or 50 seconds here. Boston's going to drift to the bottom of this division. and may be there for a while, Heinze. What do you think, Boston?
8: Yeah, I mean, they already were. And now now this is this is going to be the opposite of the NFC South. I mean, you can barely be 500 <laughs> and you're in first place.
7: Uh, now you're going to uh, be
8: last place. The, the Red Sox could win uh they could win 85, 90 games and be in last place. They could be a 500 team. That's 81. So let's go 85 to 90. They theoretically could, Marty. Uh, the problem is is maybe they don't maybe they don't reach that number if they play unbalanced and play more in the American League East, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of you didn't mention Tampa, and Tampa can can still do something. Yeah, I forgot about, about Tampa. Yeah, yep. there. But no, every every team you named is a good quality team. The Red Sox, I don't know, keep surprising. I think they overachieve, frankly, and uh, yeah, they're going to win 85, uh, 81 to eighty five games, and they'll be in uh, fifth place.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy, Brock. You know what though? The shift in baseball. This plays right into the ESPN and all the media partners. The, the the focus of baseball, Texas Rangers, be damned. They won the world's Championship, but that Northeast corridor now, and don't, we haven't even mentioned the Phillies because they're going to stay relevant. That East Coast corridor, I'm jealous of you. And then you got the Mets; they're going to make noise, and obviously the Yankees, and now the situation in Toronto. All right, Brock, sit tight. I uh, hope you and your lovely wife. Don't- after their plans to make you late for dinner at the Montague, Massachusetts book mill. But I got to squeeze one more segment out of you. There's a whole bunch of NFL. There's a lot of media matters that I care about and I think our audience cares about. And no one does it more passionately than Heinz. And I'll even give them a little time to do some fuck, too. We're coming back. On Sports By Live. Keep it here.
9: free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now.
1: 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Hey, airline travelers. Let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. That's 800-211-6008. Right across the country
3: on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Smart Radio, all the other distribution points. And uh, great to be on uh, Amazon Audible, too. And, uh, boy, I heard some Ron Barr interviews And I'm telling you, folks, that Amazon Audible uh, sports byline, some of those interviews are just absolutely, and they do, they're evergreen they will stand the test of time. I'm serious. They are absolutely awesome. So we're grateful for that. Let's get my buddy Brock Hines back on here. He uh, chimes in from New England here on the weekend edition, presented by Vanguard Utility Partners, our good friend Randy Byrne, and his group is enjoying Naples, Fort Myers area. Uh, Sanibel Island on a golf excursion, and I know they're listening down there in Florida, so I appreciate Randy and Vanguard Utility Partners. Brock, uh, let, let's just do the NFL real quick,
8: and hey, Marty, i got to go with your names. Yeah, you, can Marty, you hear me got to, I've got to interrupt you for a second, if you don't mind, please. Yeah, um, go ahead. You, it, When you went to the break there, you mentioned the Montague Bookmill and all this other stuff giving me the usual jab. I wanna tell you, <laughs> while you were watching Iowa, Iowa State last night, I was at one of your favorite places, the Waitley Inn last night. that may not oh, mean a lot to go. the listeners it's a here, but I know it's nice oh, the host. Well, listen, me and a friend of mine are going to be
3: uh, in your grasp, in your midst on the 29th of December. So if you're home, you better be careful, or we'll call you ahead of time. Fair enough. I just wanted to
8: throw that in before
3: you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite places. I'll give Steve Clock and the whole Clock family a big plug. Uh, The Waitley Inn in Waitley, Massachusetts might be uh, one of the finest Restaurants, steak and seafood you'll find in the northeast quarter outside of those ocean haunts along the Maine and rhode island coast but yeah the waitley in you're you're making me homesick again there you go again heinzy <laughs> you're you're, you really are all right your namesake brock purdy brock we've had kurt warner who was bagging groceries at a hy-vee grocery chain in cedar rapids northern iowa signed by green bay after a tryout and you know didn't stick around long they cut him now we got brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, Brock, he may be a Super Bowl champion. He may be an MVP. It's coming down, in my opinion, to Purdy and Dak Prescott. Your namesake, Brock Purdy, from the East Coast perspective, how do you how do you process what's going on here in Iowa with these guys that are absolutely deemed irrelevant to the point where Mr. Irrelevant is Brock Purdy, and he's going to wear, I think, he's going to wear a championship ring or two and maybe get an MVP uh honor as well give me your take on that real quick go ahead let's hear
8: shows you that if you surround a quarterback that's got some brains with some talent a guy that can manage the game he doesn't have to be a superstar like Mahomes and wear a cape and all those guys are great and they're fun to watch but if you have a guy like Purdy who's athletic yet smart hey I'll throw another name at you although not nearly as talented perhaps but where were the Jets when they needed to get in line for Joe Flacco I know Joe Flacco didn't win last week, but, man, just somebody like that who won a Super Bowl that can manage the game. And it appears that yeah. Purdy can manage the San Francisco offense under Mike Shanahan. I, 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 it's, it surprises me, Marty. I'm not going to lie to you. But, you know, if you really think about it and look at it from that perspective, that's what you got.
3: I'm going to give you a list of teams. All you have to say is one word, one, two words, one or the other, contender or pretender. Let me start in the heartland. Green Bay Packers at the Giants Monday night, part of a double dip of Monday night football. Packers, contender or pretender? Pretender. Wow. All right. Give me the uh, Indianapolis Colts in the AFC. Gardner Minshew at the helm
8: with a new coach. Contender or pretender? Uh, if you're asking me to go to the end, pretender. As going to the playoffs. Uh, you know what? Let
3: me qualify this. I'm talking about getting into the playoffs. Not winning the whole thing. Getting into the playoffs. You want to change your view on either? Green Bay or Colts?
8: Stick with the same with Green Bay. Uh, with Indianapolis, um, contender.
3: All right. Uh, Houston Texans, Brock. Tell me. Contender. Why? How have they done it, in your opinion? Have you paid attention enough? That's C.J. Sure. E. Stroud. Listen, Ohio State quarterbacks Brock, he's the real deal. I love watching this guy. That Denver-Houston game, that had my full-blown 100% attention last Sunday. Amid a backdrop of a lot of games that looked a lot more appealing on paper, not in this household, I was all over Texans-Denver. I love that game. Give me a quick hit.
8: You answered the question right there. I I mean, I heard you all last week um, um, salivating over that game, and uh, you you just said it. Uh, And you look at the – You look at the from the coach right to the quarterback. I love what's happening in Houston, and they can sneak in as a wild card. I would put them on the certainly edge of the contender.
3: All right, what do you want to do, Brock, because of the quarterbacking situations? Jacksonville got dinged up. We got the Jake Browning scenario on Monday Night Football was fascinating with Cincinnati, and you mentioned Flacco-Cleveland, and we don't know what's going on with that game, but they got a huge spot this weekend. So let's go right in order here. Let's start with Cleveland. Contender or pretender?
8: (sighs) I'm going to say contender. I think they're going to shock you down the stretch here.
3: Interesting. What about
8: Jacksonville? Now, Lawrence, they say is
3: a game-time decision. I'm stunned. I thought it was season-ending. At least two to three weeks, high ankle. He may go this weekend. What about Jacksonville? Contender or pretender?
8: contender because of the coach he'll figure tell bethard how to manage the game and even though may may have struggled a little bit last outing i think cj bethard can stand on his two feet enough and with one of my favorite coaches in the nfl down in jacksonville i say contender
3: all right real quick tell me about pittsburgh a loss to the last night tomlin i thought he did the coaching job goal on fourth and two they would have it would have gone to overtime 21-21 we didn't know the touchdown was coming in the two-point conversion but it, it, you know it's just a ter- I, I thought I, I thought he coached horribly Pittsburgh contender or pretender
8: yeah pretender just because I don't like them fairly and um you know they're seven and six now and I think there are better teams in the AFC like Indianapolis will overtake them I think they'll get squeezed out at the finish line
3: all right I'm going to squeeze more ketchup out of the bottle here and I'm going to go first. I want the team you think that is going to shock, I mean, not even shock the world. I've got one in the AFC. I want to, I, the One team I think is going to get to the Super Bowl that everybody's ignoring, and, and that is, you ready now? The Miami Dolphins. Brock, they're the live team in the AFC. You can tell me about Kansas City. You can tell me about Baltimore. You can tell me about anybody else. Miami's going. Go ahead. You have a similar take on a, a, a team that you think? Either, either conference that could end up in Vegas. February eleventh. Go ahead. Tell me.
8: Let me. Let me throw. Let me start with yours. Why not? They got the best record in the AFC. I think with Baltimore, and I, I, I like I like the Miami outfit better than Baltimore. Baltimore can be erratic at times. Um, I don't like the type of quarterback in Baltimore. I don't like the run pass guys. Well, that's that's a long term thing, uh, but um, sure, Dolphins. Absolutely, why not? I don't disagree with you uh, at all. Especially when you look at this weekend's game, Marty, Buffalo and Kansas City. That should that should be a game that you would be salivating over. But
10: you never not. know. Kansas I'm City not. is eight and
8: four. Is Kansas City one of the weirdest eight and four teams. And how can I don't mean to bring this up again? I, I the situation, but I have to. How can the game be basically a pick'em with Kansas City at home with a two-game better record? The okay. same reason San Francisco was favored on the road at a place where they
3: absolutely got disheveled they're, and got gutted last year in the NFC Championship. Game. Gonna they're they're, gonna they're tell telling you who's going to win. They're going to tell you who's going to win that game Sunday. Yep. The, 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 Brock, I want to get to TV. We're, we're going to have to postpone hockey. But, uh, you know, is Nance coming to the end? What do you see? Is Burkhart and Olsen, is this what we're I mean, do we have any rising stars? I mean, this Davis kid on Fox – Give me a quick hit on the media matters. What what do we got going on with TV uh, pursuant to our net? You know, Buck, Aikman, what what do you see? Any musical chairs going on? Go go ahead. Tell me real quick.
8: still still think Buck and Aikman are pretty solid on Monday night. I I love your question about Nance because nobody talks about him. I still think he he is certainly one of the preeminent hosts. Um, In his play-by-play, I feel like he's maybe gone from a fifth gear down to fourth. Uh, yeah, he's still got I it agree. in it, makes very few, yep. if any mistakes, but when you listen like to the energy level and sometimes it's just the delivery, I you know, I have no problems mm-hmm. with that. Um, you know, with, with Al Michaels, for instance, I think he stepped it up from first to second gear, but Hey, here's a guy that's closer to 80 than he is 70. So, I mean, I'm all good with that, Marty, but Nance is the fascinating question. I, I'm curious how long He wants to continue to do that. Like we found out, of course, he's cutting back with you know with the basketball uh, being out and um, limiting his schedule. Did he just go do PGA tour and then you know spend the winters off and maybe even give up the NFL? I really wonder, Marty, because I don't know Jim Nance to talk to him. I really wonder how much he enjoys doing NFL football, especially being the one B guy in that tandem, because you have to admit,
3: I I I agree.
11: Yep.
8: He's, he's not the 1A guy and Romo has kind of backed off a little from his first couple of years of calling every play that happened but he's, he's still the guy that stands out in that twosome and if CBS plans on keeping him long term meaning Romo, I just wonder if Nance just says, you know what I'm going to just do the PGA Tour and I'm going to be like a lot of those PGA, PGA guys and I'm just going to plan 25, 20 events and you know CBS will have a, a B guy to cover for me and I'm I'm really curious about Jim Nance because I I have a lot of respect and think he's one of the smoothest guys in broadcasting. But I see him in the mid to late autumn of his career right now.
3: Yeah, I think he's going to be like Tiger. He's going to focus on golf. He's going to focus on uh, the big events with golf, and I think he's going to give up football here really quick. What'd you have at the Waitley Inn before I say goodbye? What'd you have? Be honest with me.
8: I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a I had a oh filet mignon last night, Marty, oh, and uh, man. Uh, it, and it was excellent. And uh, of course, I had the O'grant and potatoes. That's kind of like the MASH oh, yeah. episode. If you ever watch MASH, you know you went to Adams' ribs in Chicago, and you didn't get the coleslaw. Yeah. It's the same thing with that. So,
3: um, yeah, it is. And uh, their hey, Clams Casino, they're Clams casino—they're unbelievable. We, I'm out of time. Got, I gotta say goodbye. I'll call right, you buddy. later. I'll see you on the 29th of December, God willing. I hope I can see you. Me and our very good. good, good. Thanks for having me on. on. You got it, Brock Hines, one of my dearest friends. He's the best. We come back here. Dan's download straight ahead. Ogden in company on Sports Byline Sports Opening.
11: A
12: psoriasis flare up can make a walk in the park. Well, no walk in the park.
13: It's that obvious, huh? I've tried so many lotions and creams, but I still have symptoms.
12: So those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin, leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms.
13: Makes sense, but what else can I do?
12: You can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear. Make an appointment and, oh, you're already on it.
13: Hi. Yes, I'd like to make an
14: appointment.
12: Get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com. Sponsored by AVvi.
3: All right, talking of the world of sports. That was a treat having Brock Hines on. Google him, folks. He, I mean, this guy, 32-some-odd years doing UMass hockey. We used to do, uh, and I love telling these stories because they're the truth. Uh, uh, Brock Hines, uh, we both grew up in Greenfield, Mass. And uh, a town known for, let me tell you about Greenfield, Mass. I'm going to do a little talk about our town. Greenfield, Massachusetts. Go ahead and Google it. We are... Uh, Claim to fame is what? What's Greenfield? Lunch Silversmith. Daniel, are you listening
7: to all this? <laughs> Listen to I
3: am. All right. Okay. Greenfield, Massachusetts. I love doing this because it's a great town. And that's what it used to say on the highway. I-91 North as you were heading toward Vermont and all those rich New Yorkers and people from Connecticut and Long Island headed to the ski slopes up in New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont. Green, entering Greenfield, a great town, and it is. We are known for Lunt Silversmith, and not necessarily in any order here. We are known for Penn from Penn & Teller. You know who they are, Daniel? You know who Penn Gillette is?
16: I do. <coughs> uh, I they I mean. had a uh, – uh, they've been at the Rio for, like, how long? Like tw- 12 years or something like that? Maybe longer? Yeah, a
3: long time. Yeah. A long, long time. So we got Penn Gillette. Uh, Greenfield, Mass. What else can I say? Greenfield High School. Uh, <laughs> I'm running out of material here. Come on, Greenfield people, text me. You got my number. Uh, what it's, else? It we says
16: incorporated for? June 9th, 1753.
3: There you go. Greenfield. Can you go to notable? Re- hey, can you go to notable residents and read off some of the names? Oh, Scott Crago. All right, you ready oh, for yeah. this? Okay scott crago c-r-a-g-o he is a drummer in the eagles he wasn't even the best drummer in our high school in his senior class under the director of music director william moulton scott crago wasn't the best drummer the late great danny harris was a better drummer than crago Crago goes to Berklee School of Music in Boston. He auditions. He's with Stevie Nicks, Sheryl Crow. He ends up getting hired by the Eagles. He's been with them drumming alongside Don Henley. Henley's got bad knees, doesn't drum as much anymore. He's been with the Eagles since the early 90s in the Hell Freezes Over tour. How did he figure that, a kid from Greenfield, Mass. Scott Crago. Who else is on there? Anybody else, uh, Daniel? It as says, I do, a tribute to my hometown.
16: L.L. L. Langstroth, uh, the father of American beekeeping.
3: Let's keep moving on.
16: (laughs) (laughs) Interesting one. Uh, You got a a soap opera actor, Van Hanses, from As the World Turns.
3: There you go. Next case. Greenfield, Mass. On the spotlight here tonight. Go ahead. Next one.
16: Uh, Rufus Saxton, Brigadier General. Yeah, I don't know
3: about Rufus. Rufus, I think, was a poser, so we're going we're gonna to draw a line
8: through him. Next <laughs> case, <guys.
3: laughs> okay.
16: Uh, we got uh, D- Fred Walner, football player. Do we know who that uh, is?
3: Fred Walner. Hey, listen, he played at Notre Dame, for crying out loud. He played for the late, great Carl Ump Nichols and Fred Walner, Notre Dame. Am I right or wrong here? Go ahead. Tell me.
16: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm looking him up right now. That's exactly what it says.
3: All so, right, next case.
16: Give uh, me a couple of things. Let's names. see. We yeah. got um stan benjamin and peter bergeron both baseball
3: players uh stan benjamin was my gym teacher i'm going to tell you a story about him we were playing dodge ball in seventh or eighth grade he turned his back i threw a volleyball hit him in the back of the head i found myself grabbed by the throat he put me up against the wall stan benjamin he was our gym teacher football coach played with the phillies the indians bergeron with the dodgers he was drafted by the dodgers he was recruited to Clemson to play football. He was with the Dodgers and Expos. He's now back there doing great things with kids. Good job. Give me three more and then we'll call it a day here
11: on the. Okay. To uh, S-
16: Stan Batinsky, uh, all, 1945 All Pro uh, guard, um, played for the Lions, the Boston Yanks, and the New York Bulldogs.
3: That's right, Batinsky, and that's a big name, Batinsky. Now they're they're like a farming family out in the what is called the meadows, out in the meadows of Greenfield. The Batinsky family—that is a very good job out of you. Excellent job. You're getting another A plus today, there, Daniel. All right, give me two more names.
16: Okay, did uh, you might have said this one, but uh, Misha Collins, actor.
3: uh nope don't know give me two more other than her or him i don't know who that is if you uh
16: if you look him his picture up uh you'll be i don't know like i can't think of what he's been in but you'll be like oh yeah that guy looks familiar that's the only reason i said it okay Um, okay give me two more let's see uh robin
3: lane running out of a robin lane now that's a woman robin lane she was a musician yes and i think she's from california maybe even your neck of the woods northern california but she ended up in greenfield in the turner's falls area and she kind of kind of alternative rock robin lane do i have that right go ahead tell yeah me. i
16: grew up in los angeles uh robin robin lane and the Chartbusters. There you uh, go. released three albums uh warner brothers records in the 1980s was best known for the single when things go wrong i don't
3: that's that's very that's very true all right give me one more uh let's see
16: um no no steve partenheimer
3: Parten- no. he was a baseball player baseball, player. baseball yep.
16: player yeah yeah yeah
3: detroit detroit right
16: uh yes detroit and yep, uh detroit, yeah oh no just detroit it, it looks like just detroit yeah 1913 played in 1913
3: and... wow unbelievable all right well there's a million other people there i could talk to you about but thanks for letting me do that let's get to your download hey what's your hometown by the way we'll do you next week what's your hometown
16: uh it it was uh it's martinez california i still live there all right. Yeah, there you go. Was Very born good. in Walnut Creek, technically, but yeah, I'm, I've been, I, I've moved and returned. So yeah. There
3: you go. All oh, right, I gotta, I gotta. Joe DiMaggio. I can
16: say that one off the top of my head, actually.
3: Oh man, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but anyway, no sorry. Question. No, no, no. I, I just, you know, Monday night I was uh, watching that game and I was thinking about you. I said, you know, I gotta, I gotta call Ogden. He, he, he's having a rough night. He's not liking this at all McManus misses an easily makeable field goal that would have decided things. I was worried about you Monday and then and then you're you know then Fabio Trevor Lawrence goes down I said I gotta call Ogden he he might be grabbing sharp objects here I was worried about you. oh you it,
16: okay? yeah it went very it went very quickly uh, from me caring about whether we the Jags won that game or lost that game to um Ooh. just please don't be done for the year. And, uh, it was tough to really even care or pay attention in, in overtime almost, you know? Like, it was just yeah. like, can we just get the answers to the an x-ray and is he okay? And, um, you know, they're talking about him possibly playing this week. I, I just don't understand why you would put him out there against Cleveland, um, number one. And not only that, but, uh, Cam Robinson left tackle, out for probably the rest of the regular season, so he's out. And then Walker Little, who's the backup left tackle, also out. And they said that uh, Ezra Cleveland, who's been on the team uh, they traded for at the trade deadline, been on the team for, what, two? he's played two games with them, um, is going to be taking snaps at left tackle most likely. I just don't like right. it. you know, But let Bethard play. Beathard's not fantastic, but I, I'd even be fine with losing as long as you just make sure – Trevor doesn't re-injure himself again.
3: Let me ask you a question. They're listing him as game time decision. I'm not talking Beathard. I'm talking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm I not know. buying that on Sunday. Do you buy that at all? Do you honestly think they would put him out here? <clears throat> I mean, maybe it's not as bad as we first thought. Maybe ice and they uh, got the swelling down, and you know he's young enough, he's spry enough. Maybe he's bouncing back. He's going to say, "Beathard, be damned. I'm going out there. You know, we're we're, we're vying for a divisional title. I'm going to play football." I mean, I could see that, couldn't you?
16: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say uh, a couple different things. Um, I think it was Wednesday morning, and I'm, you know, sitting there like, okay, is he going to you know, what's this press conference going to be like? Walks out with no brace, boot, nothing. Um, yeah. And he's back on the practice field uh, Thursday, hey. and I couldn't believe it. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe it's not as bad as uh, – you know, things seem, but, like, considering how many injuries they have right now, I, I just – I don't know how you risk it. I mean, they got, uh n- you know, uh, the nickel corner Herndon went down during that game. They have two left tackles out. Um, Christian Kirk is out for the rest of the regular season. Saw that I, today, yeah. You know, um, he had a core injury, and uh, – also, a very odd, and a lot of Jags fans kind of um, shared this, but very odd uh, situation. Last year, uh, kind of right before they went on their run, they didn't lose another game until the the playoff game that they lost. Um, they got destroyed by Detroit, 45-14, uh, I believe it was. Um, Lawrence actually had a play in that game that, at the time, I looked at it and thought man, he's done for the year. It was like an awkward roll-up. Yep. And he came back out to play the second half, and I'm like, we're losing by 30, you idiots. What are you doing? And uh, and then they ended up not losing a game the rest of the year. So I have no idea. The guy's freaking Gumby, I guess. That's the only uh, explanation <laughs> I can say. But yep. in an eerie, deja vu manner, that game against the Lions was December 4th, 2022. They gave up zero punts and december 4th 2023 they gave up 1 punt to jake browning so um although i i really feel like if he didn't get hurt the the jaguars still would have won that game
3: all right i got to get i got to give you some props here i was listening to the network about a week ago or sometime within the last 7 days i heard you on a overnight show with someone you filled in for the uh for jen for and the, jeff uh, yes Jenna Jeff. yeah, you had a guy on and again. Man, that, that was good content. And I love Jen and Jeff, don't get me wrong. Who the heck was that guy? You and him had great it was I couldn't stop listening. That's two thirty in the morning here in (laughs) Iowa for crying out loud.
16: Uh, So So that—that's my uh, my friend uh, Max uh, Schmeling. Yeah, Max. He's uh, we we do and we don't post it anywhere. It's kind of just for fun and just to get reps. We do a little little hour each week, so we kind of know each other's, you know, back and forth. And uh, we're just both sports nerds. And he's at uh, San Francisco State right now for broadcasting. He's in TV production, actually.
3: Can I tell you, Daniel, it was a great segment. Uh, When are you on again? Go ahead. Use my platform to promote your platform. When are we going to hear you again? I'm telling you, it was damn good. I I, I Really, I was entertained as hell. What you guys know and your opinions, (laughs) it was just phenomenal radio.
16: Well, I appreciate it. It was just, you know, I mean, it was kind of we – just do what we do when we're hanging out, you know, in regular life. Just talking. Uh, and, and we, what we do try to do a little bit, and it's tough, you know, because here in the Bay Area, we do try to at least cover, you know, most of the, the NFL, not just Bay Area teams. Because we could just rant and rave and talk about the Niners and the Giants and the Warriors forever. And, uh, by the way, uh, I can't wait for the Giants to come in second place for Otani again. They um, did.
3: They did. They were second place. He said, uh, apparently it's leaked out that it was it was Toronto or San Francisco, and I guess Seattle kind of got in there late, but that he ruled out the Dodgers early. Interesting. He did, and that's why Dave, Dave Roberts screwed that up big time. I don't think it would have made any difference, though, but Dave Roberts and everybody was told, shut up in the Dodger organization, and Dave Roberts – Opened his big fat mouth. And I love that guy because he stole that base against the Yankees off Mariano Rivera. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that stolen base. That's why we got rid of the curse of the Bambino. So Dave Roberts, you know, he gets a free pass from me. But what a dope. What a yeah. dope. Shut up. They, they didn't want they don't want people talking. Toronto kept tight-lipped. San Francisco kept How's it feel yeah. to come in second place And not only the Otani sweepstakes, but Aaron Judge? Just- hey, at least
16: we got Arson Judge, though. I don't know if you remember that, but John yeah, Amon Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe at least we got Arson Judge. Maybe we can uh, get uh, Shohei Otani instead of Shohei Otani
3: <laughs> as well. <laughs> That's a very good job out of you. All right. I'll come back with some closing thoughts. Dan's download brought to you by our good friend Randy Byrne, Vanguard Utility Partners. And one other guy, a Greenfield, Massachusetts native, is Kevin Hassett, who was the chief economic advisor to then-president Donald Trump, a graduate of Swarthmore. And he played Little League baseball for Turnbull Sunny Farm in Greenfield, Mass., with yours truly coming back.
1: That's 800-943-2153. All
3: right, talking the world of sports here on a weekend edition. It's the football fifth quarter takeover. Marty Turrell, Charlie Gibbons coming up in hour number two. We look forward to that as we... Give you a uh, look inside the NFL Week 14 coming up. Started on Thursday night again. Pats and Steelers. We uh, will delve into that as well. And uh, we, we will announce the uh, 2023 Heisman College Football Trophy winner. And that'll be within the hour. So we look forward to that. Downtown Athletic Club in New York City. So away we go. Bailey Peck in tow as well. Uh, NBA, obviously the play-in tournament champion will be crowned in Las Vegas tonight. Lakers, Indiana Pacers. That game will, you know, you'll you'll hear scores, interviews, analysis, highlights throughout the night here on Sports Byline. Uh, well, by the time we sign off, uh, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific, you'll have a pretty good... Good idea as to how that game is going. But perhaps not. We shall see. Crazy ending to Army-Navy today at Foxboro. Weather cooperated greatly. Uh, Northeast is going to get hit hard uh, on Sunday with weather, but Pats aren't playing. Army-Navy, uh, they got it in at Foxboro, and it was great. Just uh, wonderful scenery today. The pageantry, the excitement of that game um, is just, I won't say second to none. That would be hyperbolic, but it, it's pretty darn good sports theater, is it not, football theater? really first first or second Saturday in December each year we get that game Uh, Philadelphia Washington they played it in Chicago back in the day I think they played it in LA one year they played it in San Antonio I want to say is that right I'll have to look that up that would be a good trivia question name all the sites where Army and Navy has been played that's a good trivia question. 800-878-PLAY. play 808787529. All right, Bailey Peck, 1 hour down. We got two more to go here. On Sports Byline, fifth quarter takeover. On a weekend edition, I'm already
17: USA News. I'm Laura Winters. Fresh off the fourth GOP debate at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this week, Nikki Haley back in Iowa Friday campaigning in Sioux City, saying she just needs to have a good showing there. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, whose campaign has yet to catch fire with voters, says he has no plan of dropping out of the race at this time and is focusing his efforts on campaigning in Michigan. Now, looking at some of the recent polling in New Hampshire ahead of the GOP primary there, a CNN survey finds Christie in third place with 14% of the vote, Nikki Haley at 20%, and former President Trump with 42% of the vote as it stands right now. Most political analysts and observers say that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis won the fourth debate in Alabama, garnering the most applause in the audience. But his campaign is also struggling. The latest now on one of the lawsuits involving former President Trump. Here's USA's John Schaefer.
6: A federal. Appeal- appeals court Friday
18: allowed lawsuits against Donald Trump over the U.S. Capitol riot to proceed. The court dismissed Trump's claims of presidential immunity but stated that he can continue to argue that his actions were taken in his official capacity as president as those lawsuits move forward. I'm John Schaefer.
17: In other news, award-winning actor Ryan O'Neill has passed at the age of 82, his son Patrick confirming the news on social media writing, My dad passed away peacefully today with his loving team by his side, him and loving him as he would us. He is a Hollywood legend, full stop. His son also speaking of his dad's relationship with Charlie's angel star Farrah Fawcett, who died back in 2009 at the age of 62 from cancer. Ryan never bragged, he writes, but he has bragging rights in heaven, especially when it comes to Farrah. Everyone had the poster. He had the real McCoy, and now they meet again. This is USA
12: News.
17: The very latest now on Israel's war on Hamas in Gaza, the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces targeting terrorists in the town of Khan Yunis. the Biden administration continuing to support the Jewish state. At the United Nations, the U.S. facing some criticism from groups like Doctors Without Borders for vetoing the U.N. ceasefire resolution. Now, this resolution had 13 members voting for it, the U.S. against it, and the U.K. abstaining. Robert Wood, the deputy U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, saying the U.S. opposes this resolution because it does not contain language condemning the Hamas terrorist attack back on October 7th.
0: While the United States strongly supports a durable peace in which both Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace and security, we do not support calls for an immediate ceasefire because Hamas has no desire to see a durable
17: peace. Hamas terrorists slaughtering more than 1,200 Israelis at the music festival and at area kibbutzes back on October 7th. In other news, the eight-day Jewish holiday of Hanukkah ongoing, and in Detroit, pro-Palestinian protesters try to drown out the powerful words of a young Israeli woman speaking at a Hanukkah celebration. Her mother had just been released by Hamas, her father still being held by terrorists in Gaza. As she speaks, the demonstrators shouting over her, "Ceasefire now. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. If you're a diabetic,
18: we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance.
1: If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 471 7065 That's 800-471-7065. 800 867 6917.
2: Saturday Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA broadcast network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons across the country and around the world.
17: All right, all
3: right. Downtown Athletic Club in New York City. Welcome back live across the country on Sports Byline Broadcast, iHeartRadio, Radio, and the American Forces Radio Network Worldwide. And uh, Downtown Athletic Club, uh, the annual scene of the Heisman Trophy uh, ceremony. And you see uh, Chris Fowler from ESPN hosting, emceeing the event, and you see a lot of past Heisman Trophy winners, a lot of dignitaries. Quite a scene. Fun to watch. really is. Uh, But As far back as I can remember, I've been doing weekend, Saturday night radio shows during the Heisman, and it's always been one eye on radio and one eye on a phone or, uh, in some cases, a sports bar bank of televisions uh, to watch the announcement. All right, here are the four candidates. We've got Jaden Daniels, LSU, Marvin Harrison, Jr., uh, Ohio State University receiver, Michael Penix, Jr., quarterback, Washington, and Bo Nix, quarterback of the University of Oregon Ducks. I think Jaden Daniels is going to win it. I really do. Um, But we're going through all the preliminary stuff right now. Uh, You know, this one more so than others, in most years when you think about it, it's been, you know, a foregone conclusion. I mean, this year, back in August when college football started really, it was, you know, spin ahead August, September, October, November, December – This was going to be Caleb Williams of the University of Southern California, the quarterback. This was going to be his coronation uh, with a back-to-back. He won it last year, and he would win it again this year, uh, joining Archie Griffin of Ohio State, the great running back from 1974-75, when he won it in back-to-back years. uh, And we haven't seen a repeat winner since. I I really thought that's what we'd be uh, doing here on Saturday night, December 9th, into Sunday morning, December 10th. It's not the case. Caleb Williams didn't make the Final Four. Uh, he had a decent year. He had a great year, uh, but Southern Cal didn't. And he had he he had some he had some tough games. Let's be honest. But that being said, he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. Uh, so there you go. All right. So we'll come back. We'll announce the Heisman Trophy award winner when it becomes available. We're going to hear from Charlie Gibbons. We'll look back at the Patriots and Steelers from Thursday night. We'll preview all the NFL action this coming weekend, Sunday as well. And and a double dip, two Monday night games this week, including a great Sunday night game too, Philadelphia and Dallas.
4: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter,
1: That's
5: 800-278-1738. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free no-obligation consultation
1: That's 800-943-2153.
13: What tech
4: type am I? To help learners understand how their personalities and strengths translate into tech job roles, IBM has developed a quiz supporting ambitious learners to discover and explore STEM professions they may have thought were out of reach. This free, comprehensive, and practical online quiz uses AI to analyze learners' responses and identify specific job roles to consider, all in five minutes or less. Quiz results tell learners what tech professional type they are and then curates a list of free IBM skills build courses and credentials to help get learners there. Lydia Logan, IBM VP, Global Education and Workforce Development.
17: The TechType Quiz is an engaging, AI-powered assessment that can help learners envision themselves in a career in STEM. Through IBM SkillsBuild, we want to reach communities who are underrepresented in technology fields. We provide them with a customized learning path, free coursework, and the opportunity to earn digital credentials to help them on their journeys.
4: You can find the quiz at TechTypeQuiz.com. Sponsored by IBM.
3: All right, fifth quarter takeover. It's a Saturday to a Sunday weekend edition. Marty Terrell here as we talk the world of football and some sports, some college basketball a little bit later on perhaps in hour number three. Uh, and there's a lot of uh, – there's some MMA, UFC tonight. And uh, normally we'd have uh, Monty in here, our good friend Monty Webb. But, but uh, we, will, we will keep you apprised. Let's put it that way. We will keep you apprised of the uh, – situation i think it's in vegas tonight. everything's in vegas tonight except for the downtown athletic club in new york city uh, where they're awarding the heisman uh, everything else is in vegas including the super bowl this year how about that so uh we look forward to it all right nissan presents the heisman trophy uh award tonight downtown athletic club new york city chris fowler from espn is hosting uh and we will keep you apprised on that Here's where I'll go with you. When you when you think about college football this year, forget the individual players here because they'll have their moment in the sun here. And they and they really are. The four guys are all worthy. They are. Penix Jr. outstanding. Transfer from Indiana. Uh, Going to be a pro. I don't know how good of a pro. Left-handed quarterback with all the tools. Bo Nix, undersized, kind of a Doug Flutie type uh, NFL quarterback. I don't know. You know, maybe. Who knows. Uh, Bryce Young, who won the Heisman again uh, in the past, we look at him and we say, you know, is is this a guy? you know, is this a guy that, uh, you know, is going to be a lock, stock, and barrel uh, NFL star quarterback? I don't know if we could say that. His rookie season in Carolina this year has been rough. You know, there's people already saying that they whiffed and that C.J. Stroud, a number two pick who went to Houston, yeah, he's lighting up the Texas sky. He really is. The Houston Texans on his back have been one of the best stories in the NFL. More on that with Charlie a little, little bit later on uh, in the show. So there you go. So we, we don't know about Bo Nix. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., his dad, uh, Marvin Harrison, Colts out of Syracuse University, one of the all-time greats, all-time greats. And so Harrison Jr., the bloodlines are there, the abilities there. Yeah, I think he's going to be a obviously a first round pick, be a top three or four pick when he comes out. Uh, and I think he'll have, you know, God willing and good health uh, sustaining him. You know, you know, I always hope for guys to stay healthy. I mean, this could be a Hall of Fame career. So you got Penix, Nix, and. And Marvin Harrison Jr., and then there's Jaden Daniels who you know at LSU who electrified college football this year. Unfortunately, he did it for LSU with you know newcomer coach Brian Kelly, a Boston guy from Everett, Massachusetts, Assumption College at Worcester, Grand Valley State, University of Cincinnati, Notre Dame, took the LSU job, and you know, an East Coast guy and then Midwest and then into the Deep South and the SEC with LSU. The Kelly LSU marriage never really, to me, made sense. I could see why. I could see why LSU, with their uh, heavily uh, vested boosters, money's never an object at Baton Rouge. I mean, it just isn't at LSU. It just isn't. They'll pay whatever they got to pay to get who- whoever they want to get. There's there's no decimal points that they're too concerned about. And they know how to put zeros at the end of big paychecks. But Brian Kelly, to me, that was – that's just – to this day, it doesn't resonate. But he's there tonight with Jaden Daniels, and it's not about Brian Kelly. It's about his quarterback, and he's talented, and he's And I think he's going to win it tonight. I think Jaden Daniels is going to win the Heisman. And, you know, and if it comes – if it's true, uh, make me an expert. That's the prevailing opinion right now. Who would I vote for? I wouldn't vote for Jaden Daniels. I just wouldn't. I'd vote for Marvin Harrison Jr. First of all, it's not a quarterback award. You know, they already gave out the Davy O'Brien Award, which is, you know, the best offensive player, best quarterback in the country. The Heisman should be the best college football player. It should be, in more years than not, a quarterback. Because usually the quarterback is the eye of the storm, and he's the, you know, he's the guy... That's, you know, the proverbial straw that stirs a college football team's drink is the quarterback. They touch the ball in every play for the most part. So I get that, but it's, it's the Heisman shouldn't be a quarterback award. And I, and I understand in the years when a quarterback does get it, which is most, I, you know, I live with it. it. It, it is. But at the same time, this is a year, a classic example, where the best player is a receiver from Ohio State, That's Marvin Harrison Jr. And I, I, I should quantify that. And I will by saying he's the best of the four on that stage in New York City right now. He's the best of those four, in my opinion. But that he, he's probably not going to win it. But he would in my world. He really would. So, you know, and then you look at uh, – you know, you look around and you look at Pennix. Had a great year for Washington. Without a doubt, a great year undefeated. They're in the college football Final Four. Transfer from Indiana. He uh, spends time in L.A. He's already working out with some NFL quarterbacks. He's going to be drafted. He's going to get drafted high. What kind of a career he has as an NFL player remains to be seen. But it, it, it's going to be interesting. But it it, it has become it has become an award that just on that stage tonight is three quarterbacks and one receiver. And, you know, we've had Heisman Trophy winners on the defensive side of the proceedings in football. You know, Charles Woodson comes to mind. Uh, You know, Desmond Howard, obviously a receiver uh, at the university of Michigan, but I, 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 you know, and then, and there was a time where it wasn't just a quarterback. It was a running back, OJ Simpson, Archie Griffin, the only two-time award winner. Um, So running Capaletti, I mean, we could go on and on and on. A lot of running backs, running backs and quarterbacks. Well, the running back position now, not only in pro football, but in college football has been kind of watered down a little bit, right? I mean, it's a pass-happy world in football now. Football has changed right before our eyes. So running backs, not a running back on that stage tonight. And if you had told me that 25, 30 years ago, I'd say, you're nuts. You kidding me? A Heisman Trophy Award Ceremony at the Downtown Athletic Club in December of said year, and there's not a running back being represented? I would have said, you're nuts. What, what are you talking about? But that's true. And it's always, it's always, always, it's always true until it isn't. And this year, it isn't. It's true. There's no running back there. So there we go. And insofar as college football is concerned with the Final Four this year, you know, a week ago, we all knew what was coming down less than a week ago. It'll be a week when you wake up on Sunday morning, December 10th, that Florida State was snubbed despite being undefeated in a Power Five conference, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Florida State is out. They didn't get in. And they didn't get in because they didn't get in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's it's a political world. Even in our sacred cow world of college athletics or seemingly highfalutin world of college athletics, follow the money trail. And the money trail and the power they were not going to leave out a Southeastern Conference School. And they didn't. When Alabama beat Georgia one week ago on this weekend Saturday night we knew what was going to happen. Uh-oh. Both like Booger McFarland from ESPN said both should have been out. But they 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 can't help themselves. They're not going to do that to the Southeastern Conference. It is the number one conference in terms of a lot of a lot of a lot of markers, money, prestige, and overall strength of uh, schedule and top of the conference. I mean, top to bottom. The SEC is the, arguably the best conference in college football, closely followed by the Big Ten, and maybe someday we'll be looking at this saying, you know, hey, the Big Ten will have, you know, multiple teams in. Well, we know that's going to be true because next year we go to 12 teams instead of a Final Four. It'll be a... Uh, a dirty dozen, so to speak. 12 teams will get into the playoff system starting next year. All right, Bailey Peck, great job out of you. We come back. Charlie Gibbons will break on, yeah, some college stuff, but a lot of NFL talk. Get ready for a huge, all of them are big now. 14 through 17, 18. These next four weeks are huge in the world of pro football. Aren't they all big? We come back here on the fifth quarter takeover. Saturday into a Sunday, weekend edition, Sports Byline, iHeart, and American Forces Radio. We're coming right back.
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654.
14: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
1: 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans.
3: All right. This portion of the show brought to you by Vanguard Utility Partners. Into the night, the early morning hours here. Sports overnight America. Marty Terrell, Charlie Gibbons, fifth quarter takeover. Ivy game watch tonight. Court Avenue. You're gonna have Iowa and Iowa State. The men's last night it was the women. Tonight it's the men. Tips 6:30 local time. Half hour after we unplug for all you folks in downtown metro area. And away we go. All right, let's get him in here. A he co host of the fifth quarter takeover Saturday night, six to nine this week. It'll be Army, Navy. We will talk about that. Weather will be a huge factor in Foxborough. I'm going to do an updated weather forecast at the break. But I, I was this morning, you know, again, it's Al Roker today's show, two to four inches, and a line of rain to ice to snow in new england up north obviously you get north of boston into new hampshire and maine probably going to be snow south of there could be rain so a low scoring game in tow speaking of low scoring charlie (laughs) is that the iowa hawkeyes lining up opposite of the patriots tonight the black and gold what do you think over and under 30 points first team to 10 wins let's go pat's Pats and Steelers on Amazon, Charlie. Did you ever think you would live to see a game this miserable on paper? Go ahead. Let's hear it. I'm dying to hear your take. Well,
11: Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of similarities there. The backup quarterback, you know, Pittsburgh has a great defense. You you know, but uh, God, the Patriots, I just can't believe how far the Patriots have fallen. Honestly, I mean, if we're going to talk about this game, I don't. God, what I, I think I heard a stat today. Belichick's like eight games below 500 since Brady yes. left. Yeah, that's, ter- that's true. <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, come on. Eight does it games settle, below. Does it, well, does, does it
3: settle the argument that it was more Brady than Belichick when they won the six Super Bowl rings? And I, when he won his seventh the following year in Tampa, that ended the argument for me. It was more about TB12 than it was Bill Belichick. I'll tell you right now, it was. Would you agree with that? And is this. Symmetric? Oh, I,
11: absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I think, uh, look, I think Brady probably ran that team as much as Belichick did. I mean, that's one of the things that, that caused some of the problems when he went down to Tampa Bay, is him and Bruce Arians, you know. They didn't see things the same way. And Aaron's was pretty laid back. And Brady was like, hey, we, you know, we need to get after this. We need to pay attention to these little details. So he ended up getting Aaron's to uh, Bruce Arians to to retire.
3: Well, he did. after that, I
11: mean- after that Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, he he wasn't going to come back. So. Yeah, look, I think you get a player like, like Brady who, who just demands uh, the best, not only from himself. And that's the thing. He, I, you can't argue with it. I mean, the, the worst thing that guy does is eat avocado ice cream. <laughs> now, I love avocados. But I, if the best thing I get to eat is avocado ice cream, it's like, man, I don't know. Count me out. I'm, I'm probably going to find something else to do. I'm with you on that. Charlie, let's get to week 14
3: other than this disaster on on Thursday into a Friday. Charlie, there's so many games and so many factors, and I know you're up to speed on this, and I really want to start with Indianapolis and Cleveland. Look, Gardner Minshew's done a hell of a job. The Cleveland Browns are reduced to Joe Flacco. Uh,
11: Wait a minute. Hang on. I I think we're crossing games here. It's the Colts, Bengals, and Jags, Browns.
3: Wait a sec. Oh yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. Indianapolis Bengals. My bad. Okay. My eyes are playing tricks on me, but I want to start with Indianapolis because I did this with Dom yesterday. Gardner Minshew's doing a hell of a job and the Bengals don't look now Monday night. Let me tell you something. Jake Browning looked fantastic and I will get to Cleveland in a moment, but Indianapolis and Cincinnati Cincinnati's back in the mix here. Charlie, this is a huge game. Go ahead. Tell me Indy. Yeah.
11: Yeah, Browning. He he looked like he was back at U Dub slinging the ball around. So unbelievable it, performance. Yeah, he was talking about just how much different it is when when you're the first, when you're the number one guy, when he's preparing all week uh, for that game. So he's just all the information and the and the reps that he gets, and just how crucial it is, and how much different it is for him. So, um, yeah. I'll be honest with you when when Richardson went down earlier in the year, I I really thought the Colts were just gonna kind of fall to the wayside. And, and I could say the same thing about the Bengals when Burrow got hurt, you know, because he started the season injured and then mm-hmm. he came back and now he's hurt again. So it's uh it's going to be the battle of the backups with the Colts Bengals. But I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna lean towards the Bengals this week. All right, I
3: I, I think it's gonna be interesting. Home field could be the advantage. Uh, speaking, and I like the characterization. Charlie Gibbons, fifth quarter takeover, here on a Thursday and do a Friday in the overnight as well. Charlie, think about this for a moment. The Cleveland Browns have been reduced to Joe Flacco. Jags are coming in with C.J. Beathard. Now, you and I are Iowa guys, so we'll be careful about C.J. I thought he looked okay. Now, Dom had a front-row seat to C.J. Beathard out in San Francisco, so we're not going to let Dom on the air to comment because I know what he's going to say. You, on the other hand, like me, we believe in C.J., but do we believe enough in him to go into this spot in Cleveland? And they've got to write their ship in a hurry because Monday night got away and they got beat in overtime by the aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals, Flacco, Beathard, Cleveland, Jacksonville. Take it away. What do you got?
11: Uh, Marty, I, I'm hearing that Beathard's dealing with a shoulder injury. Well, his hand was screwed up, too, Monday night.
3: He Yeah. He
11: had, yeah. So I'm thinking we might need to be looking at who the Jags' third-string quarterback is. They don't have one. That was the big talk on Monday
3: night. <laughs> well, they don't have a third string quarterback. Charlie Gibbons <laughs> will be under center.
11: Well, they better see if Flacco can pull double time then or something. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a rough night, I, I think, for the Jags. The The Browns are – I I get that, that Flacco is not going to do much for them uh, offensively. At least he hasn't but uh, I think I like the Browns defense better than I like the Jags at this point. So I, I
3: okay.
11: Yeah. you you're I, ready I, for this. CJ, I, CJ's a Hawkeye. I get it. But man, he's, I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to get it done against this defense.
3: Well, here's what I looked up in the, uh, I got the Jags media guide right here. I got all the NFL media guides stacked up here. you ready. The third-string quarterback in camp was Nathan Rourke, a rookie out of Ohio U, 6'1", 210, former Canadian Football League player, will likely spend his first Jag season on the practice squad. I don't know where Nathan Rourke is right now. Is he in Jacksonville? Is he in Louisville? Is he in Nashville? Is he in Nowheresville? I have no idea. And if that's true, I I mean – I kind of want to get an instant update here on what the Jags are going to do. That's an enormous game. It really and yeah. truly is. Um, I'll do it during the break. I'll try to find out where Nathan Rourke is. For all I know, he could be incarcerated, but he's he's certainly was on their <laughs> preseason depth chart. All right. Um, okay, here's one spot, and you're going to laugh at me. I'm worried I'm worried about the Houston Texans. They're going into Snoopyland. They're going into MetLife against the Jets who have nothing nothing to play for and yet I'm worried about Houston. And you know why I'm worried about Houston? Because they're in a look pass factor. And we've seen teams fall into that trap. You show up in the Meadowlands or whatever at uh, you know, at MetLife and you don't cross your T's and dot your I's, you're going to get whacked. Do you have any concern about Houston real quick? We don't have to spend a ton of time, but I want a quick hit on that game before we move on. Go ahead.
11: Normally, I would agree with you in a situation like this, but I, I really think that C.J. Stroud is kind of dialed in and tuned in uh, with, with how this team's been playing, and I think he's he's I think he wants to go out and have a good game. You know they all do, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, I think it, there's a lot of talk for him for for MVP. You know, rookie MVP. So um, yeah, I look the Jets. God, they're they're a train wreck. Just when you think they're going to get it turned around, Marty, and they're going to be I- a legitimate team they get Rogers and he brings half the Packers with him and the coaching staff and everything else. Uh, And, and now they don't even know if their backup quarterback wants to play or not. So man, I I don't know. I I guess I think with all the other distractions that the jets have had to deal with uh, this week in regards to does, does he want to play? Doesn't he want to play? Does he mean it? I I think I, I like the Texans in this spot.
3: All right. Stand by because there's a whole bunch more. You ready? We got Buffalo, Kansas City. You can laugh, but Denver at the Chargers is big. Philadelphia and Dallas is huge. And don't forget, we got two Monday night games. And on one half of the agenda, you got Tennessee, then you got Miami early. And then they stagger it. No, they're actually at the same time. Then you got Green Bay at the Giants, and I'm worried about Green Bay, much like I'm worried about Houston, because Green Bay is going into Snoopyland. They're going into MetLife against the Giants, who got Tommy DeVito at quarterback. And, you know, who knows what that's going to look like. But Jordan Love is evolving right before our eyes. I'm going to get you to comment on that. All right, we'll come back. Vanguard Utility Partners, Ivy. Uh, get out to your local hy vs where there's a Wahlburgers or a, a hy v you know, bar uh, food service. Guess what? The Iowa Hawkeyes, Iowa State Cyclones in full bloom on a Thursday into a Friday with NCAA basketball and game watches at hy v Check it out. We come back here on. Sports Overnight America. I'm Marty Terrell. Presented by Vanguard Utility Partners and Randy Byrne. Vanguard Utility Partners. And we come back here on Sports Overnight America. iHeart and American Forces Radio Network.
19: Has someone in your family lost a job recently? And now you can't afford your mortgage payment? or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over the phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today.
1: 800-788-1495, 800-788-1495, 1495 that's 800-788-1495.
3: Welcome back. Final segment with Charlie here. Fifth quarter takeover preview edition Thursday into a football Friday. Lots to get to Army and Navy. I did check the weather. Yeah, it's going to be heavy rain. But we'll see. The weather guys in New England, the weather guys nationally, uh, they're they're kind of like quarterbacks. Some days they're on, some days they're off. We shall see. All right, Charlie, let's continue on the NFL. There's a lot of college stuff to get to, too. And I want to give a shout-out, our one chance to do an Army-Navy preview before that game on Saturday. And I want to get your Heisman thoughts, too. But uh, here we go. Buffalo at Kansas City. You know, this game, everyone thinks it's more about Buffalo than it is Kansas City. I disagree, Charlie. I think this is about Kansas City. I mean, these are both teams that have a lot of their fan base uh, fans in their fan base scratching their head. But I think this is more about Kansas City riding their ship than it is at Buffalo. How do you see this game in Kansas City Sunday? Go ahead. Let's
11: hear I I would have to agree with you, Marty. I think the Chiefs they're they're on a slippery slope Absolutely. right now. Uh so I yeah, and I I don't think there's anybody that wants to get this ship righted any more than than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You know what I mean? I mean they they're trying to get the band back together here. This is not mm-hmm. not going the way they drew it up at the beginning of this season. So. Um, they've looked very sporadic on offense and I mean, their defense ha- ha- hasn't played terrible, but man, if they could find a receiver that could catch the ball, I mean, how different would their season look? I mean, honestly, we can go back to the first game of the year. I think they had what nine, nine or 11 drop passes against yeah, the, yeah. the lions, you know? So, uh, I, that's, that's probably their biggest, their biggest issue so it is
3: charlie and what's interesting is that i'm gonna you know master the obvious um it's not even the drop passes we know who mahomes likes to throw to and that's kelsey and uh pacheco out of the backfield and, and there's other guys obviously rice has been a nice uh rice has been nice nice little rhyme there but here's what i want to say to you charlie they're dropping football, but the offensive line looks uh, a little bit disjointed and dysfunctional, and that defensive secondary and the pass rush has been suspect. I mean, we could sit here for an hour, and uh, we could really pick apart the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm if, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm not liking what I'm seeing right now. I'm not seeing a Super Bowl-worthy team. I don't see it, Charlie. I yeah, I know.
11: Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I no, no, I I agree. I, no, I I agree one hundred percent. And I don't know why. It, it's just it. This league is hard enough as it is. But to to maintain the level that you need to 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 compete for a championship year after year. Look, that's that's why you don't see teams winning back to back Super Bowls. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's it's just really, really hard. I mean, everybody's playing for a paycheck and I mean, even some of these teams that, you know, are, are six and six or, or worse, you know, Hey, they're playing to get on a better team if they can, (laughs) you know, they're hoping, you know, that, that somebody else is going to see him and, and their contract's going to be due soon. And uh, they, they want to get, good tape out there for other teams to see him. So man, it's hard. And, and I don't have any good reason for saying that. I didn't think the chiefs would be back other than just that. It's just Mm. so hard to compete. And, and there's been very few that have been able to do it because it's more at this point, Marty, it's more mental. It truly is more mental it's so easy for that complacency to start creeping in and Mm. going back to Brady and Belichick. That's what made Brady so maniacal. He was just a maniac. He did not let up on anything. He, he did not, he was always on the razor's edge and, and that's hard to do that. Man, that's hard to do. So I, yeah, that's why I probably respect him. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can. It's like, yeah, I was I was never a bit huge Patriots fan, but I respected the hell out of what he was able to do. So, no doubt. All right, Philadelphia, Dallas,
3: again, and uh, I'm more concerned about, you know, Dallas than I am Philly, and everybody's wound up, you know, blood in the water. Oh, Philadelphia, you know, they got exposed by the Niners. Yeah, the, the, listen, it's not like they lost to Tampa. They lost to the 49ers, and I <laughs> granted they lost at home. And they were underdogs at home. So San Francisco is an elite freaking football team. So can we calm down? I'm more concerned about Dallas because this is the time of year where they get tight. And this is where Dak Prescott, for some reason, can't deliver in tight spots. Now they're getting a cakewalk other than, you know, I mean, that's a two playoff team division. You know, if you win the division, great. If you don't, you know, Philadelphia and Dallas are going. Everybody else is along for the ride there. The two other teams. Uh, uh, who the, the giants
11: and yeah, giants and yeah, yeah.
3: but I, I'm, I'm concerned about Dallas I'm concerned about McCarthy. I know he had an uh, what, appendicitis attack. He'll be on the sideline yeah. for that game, but I, I, I mean, I'm concerned about Dallas. I'm not worried about Philly. How do you see that with the, uh, those two uh, be above and beyond Sunday's matchup, Charlie, how do you see Cowboys Eagles? Go ahead. Let's hear.
11: I, I, to be honest with you, Marty, I, I expect the Eagles to come out and put a beat down on them like they just took last week against Sam Fran. <laughs> wow. Nice take. I, Tell, I me Tell me I more. Tell me more. I want to hear this. Gonna, I think they're going to smack them in the mouth. Man, they got embarrassed. Embarrassed. I mean, they got humiliated last week on TV for the whole country to see. I mean, Sam Fran just took it to them. I mean, they took away their manhood. So I, I, I think Philly and Philly's a physical team, you know, they're, they're physical on defense. They play a physical style offense. Uh, So yeah, I I think they're going to come out and and just put a beat down on the Cowboys. And and you're right. This is, this is what the Cowboys do seemingly every year. That's good. Since, since Barry Switzer, which actually was Jimmy Johnson uh, left you know yeah they'll go yeah they'll go nine and three ten and four and then the wheels just fall off and and you start getting to the end of the year and they just they just settle back to the middle of the pack i've never been a buyer on on the cowboys and 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 Dak, i i think i think Dak is a good quarterback i don't think he's an elite quarterback and and like Mm -hmm. we said uh uh, the coach got him. I'm drawing a blank McCarthy. McCarthy I, yeah, I, I am yeah, just, I'm not a fan of McCarthy. It, it, nothing personal. I just, I think he's going to, he's going to fall apart. He, he's going to make, he's, he, he's going to, he's going to drop the ball. He'll drop the ball when the game gets tight. It's in a close situation. He'll have a brain fart. He won't call a timeout or a call a timeout at the wrong spot. Uh, at whatever. We just saw it uh, last year with the way it came down to the end of the game. I can't remember what game it was, and uh, it was just a complete mental error on his part. So, and I think that teams take after their coaches. So, yeah, I, I think the Eagles are going to put a, a big time beat down on them.
3: All right, uh, let's get. We got to get to the college stuff. It's too good because I want to do some Army and Navy because we're on the uh, American Forces Radio Network, Charlie. But you know Manny Diaz, defense coordinator Penn State. I think James Franklin. Everyone talks about Ryan Day, and of course Harbaugh is going to jump and this and that and the other thing. Here's what I'll tell you right now, Franklin. This is a huge. This isn't about Manny Diaz going to Duke. This is about Manny Diaz leaving uh, leaving State College and Penn State. And Franklin, to me, Charlie, he is so much under. Uh, scrutiny right now. If he doesn't deliver big time next year, Penn State's in the market for a new head coach. And they're probably going to want Manny Diaz to come back. I thought he was the coach and waiting there. I really did. <laughs> I really did. Uh, so this one caught my, I arched my eyebrows a few notches this day uh, with Diaz going from State College to uh, uh, Duke. Go ahead. Give me a quick hit on Penn State and what this means losing Manny Diaz. Go ahead. Let's hear
11: Well, we'll see who they can get to, to fill the shoes there on the defensive coordinator side. But, um, right. Yeah. I, I've never been a, a big fan of Franklin either. Uh, same, same thing. It's the same kind of ilk actually as McCarthy, you know, things get tight. He's, he's going to make the wrong call he's going to make the wrong game plan. He's, he's going to come up short when it matters most. Um, and so if Penn state is of the belief that, uh, they want to achieve, they have higher aspirations. Well, really? they don't need to wait. They don't wait, need to wait till next year to find out if next year is going to be their year. They should just go find that coach now. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Urban Meyer or something and come out, you know, step off of the, uh, step out of the TV market yeah. and come back and <laughs> coach. But, but Franklin He's, is not going to take them to the promised land.
3: Yeah, and I think you're right. I, as much as Urban Meyer is telling people that he's going to stay with TV, I don't believe him for a second. Someone's going to whip out a checkbook for 12 million bucks a year. You can't you can't turn down, down that kind of money. That being said, Charlie, Army Navy Foxborough, I, I love this game. I really do. I, I know it has potential to be 9 to 3, 9 to 6, 12 to 10. But darn it all, I love it. Whether it's Baltimore, Philly, <coughs> Foxborough in this case, I love this game. Army, Navy. What's it mean to you, Charlie? Let's uh, also talk to our service men and women around the globe on AFN, American Forces Network. Go ahead. Let's hear.
11: No, I look. This is one of my favorite games of the year. It's usually a standalone game, Marty. Uh, It's it. And it's the end of the season. So you're, you know, yeah, you got some bowl games and everything coming up, but you're kind of, you know, you're, you're you're coming to the end, and you're you you just don't want to let go. You know, right. it's like, oh man, it's like Christmas Day. You know, it's like ah, Christmas is over, and yeah, it's still Christmas Day. It's a great day, but oh man. So, um, but I but I love this game. It's always it's you. It's usually in in some kind of weather. They usually get some bad weather. It's usually raining yeah, but, or cold well, or it's or gonna something. Happen. Yeah, so so yeah, so it's uh and, and then just the fact that it, it's the military and you know, they always go through the history and they talk about all the greats that have played in this game and and back in, you know back earlier, uh, you know, World War One, World War Two, things like that, our 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 best people were going to the military. So our, the, that's where the best athletes were. So these used to be, you know, dominant uh, football teams. When You know, you think of somebody like Roger Staubach or something uh, that went there. So, yeah, it's always sentimental to me. Uh, and, and I can't wait to, to watch it again this weekend. Yep. Heisman Trophy,
3: Charlie. If you had a vote, who would you give it to? You know who's out there. Pennix Jr., Harrison Jr., uh, Bo Nix. Um, those are the three, uh, who am I missing? There's one more, uh,
11: Jaden, Jade Daniel. Why is Jaden? Oh, Jade yeah, yeah I, I don't get that. Why
3: Charlie well, go back and look at his highlight reel this year. My God, he's the best. He's the best player in the country. He really he's is.
11: Got, he's got 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, 93% passer rating. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Bo Nix has got 4,100 yards and 40 touchdowns. Annex has got 4200 yards. I mean, so there's two quarterbacks with with more touchdowns right there. I or or more passing yards. I I don't know. I just I get I just I've always wondered how how sometimes some of these guys are, are just anointed or crowned. He he was just named the best uh player of the year. No, uh, I, and, and I get
3: that. Uh we only got about 40 seconds. Give me a 10 second answer. Who's going to win? Who's going to win it?
11: I'm going to take Penix.
3: Wow. I'm taking Marvin Harrison, Jr., and I know I'm wrong, but I'm going to go. That's my heart. Charlie, good job. We'll be back with you Saturday night, 6 to 9, Central Time, 7 to 10, East, here on Sports Byline. And we don't want to forget our friends on the West Coast either, 4 to 7, with the fifth quarter takeover, a Army-Navy postseason edition and a Heisman edition here on Sports Byline.
13: Coming back.
3: All right, we'll come back on the other side. I tell you who won the Heisman Trophy. We got a full hour to go on a weekend edition, Saturday into a Sunday. It's the fifth quarter takeover. College and pro football. We'll look forward to it. Good job out of Bailey Pack. All right, uh, Army, Navy, uh, NBA, play in tournament, in season tournament final tonight. Lakers, Pacers, do you care? I want one person out there in this vast audience of ours to text me that they really care about the Lakers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Indiana Pacers tonight. You ready? I'm going to give you my direct text line, 515-380-6569. Just write, yes, I care, and tell me where you're texting from, what city and state. If you want to give me your name, I'll read it over the airwaves. All right? I mean, it, to me, it's you know the Heisman Trophy, all the NFL stuff, and the NBA is going to try to have this, and the Lakers have an early seven-point lead, by the way. Five one five three eight. Oh, look at my text phone; it's blowing up. I'm getting more than one or two. So five one five three eight zero six, five, six nine. I love to do these instant polls. It gives me a sense of what you people are thinking about. Five one five three eight zero six five six nine. In season tournament final vegas tonight los angeles lakers indiana pacers do you care yes or no five one five three eight zero six five six nine lakers up now five we'll keep you posted here uh one hour to go two in the books and away we roll along here on a saturday into a sunday on sports byline sports Overnight america yeah, keep it here
17: I'm Laura Winters. Fresh off the fourth GOP debate at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa earlier this week, Nikki Haley back in Iowa Friday, campaigning in Sioux City, saying she just needs to have a good showing there. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, whose campaign has yet to catch fire with voters, says he has no plan of dropping out of the race at this time and is focusing his efforts on campaigning in Michigan. Now looking at some of the recent polling in New Hampshire, ahead of the GOP primary there, a CNN And survey finds Christie in third place with 14% of the vote, Nikki Haley at 20%, and former President Trump with 42% of the vote as it stands right now. Most political analysts and observers say that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis won the fourth debate in Alabama, garnering the most applause in the audience, but his campaign is also struggling. The latest now on one of the lawsuits involving former President Trump. Here's USA's John Schaefer.
6: A federal appeals court Friday, allowed lawsuits
18: against Donald Trump over the U.S. Capitol riot to proceed. The court dismissed Trump's claims of presidential immunity, but stated that he can continue to argue that his actions were taken in his official capacity as president as those lawsuits move forward. I'm John Schaefer.
17: In other news, award-winning actor Ryan O'Neill has passed at the age of 82, his son Patrick confirming the news on social media writing, my dad passed away peacefully today with his loving team by his side, supporting him and loving him as he would us. He is a Hollywood legend, full stop. His son also speaking of his dad's relationship with Charlie's Angel star Farrah Fawcett, who died back in 2009 at the age of 62 from cancer. Ryan never bragged, he writes, but he has bragging rights in heaven, especially when it comes to Farrah. Everyone had the poster. He had the real McCoy, and now they meet again. This is USA News. The very latest now on Israel's war on Hamas in Gaza, the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, targeting terrorists in the town of Khan Yunis. the Biden administration continuing to support the Jewish state. At the United Nations, the U.S. facing some criticism from groups like Doctors Without Borders for vetoing the U.N. ceasefire resolution. Now, this resolution had 13 members voting for it, the U.S. against it, and the U.K. abstaining. Robert Wood, the deputy U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, saying the U.S. opposes this resolution because it does not contain language condemning the Hamas terrorist attack back on October 7th.
0: While the United States strongly supports a durable peace in which both Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace and security, we do not support calls for an immediate ceasefire because Hamas has no desire to see a durable peace.
17: Hamas terrorists slaughtering more than 1,200 Israelis at the music festival and at area kibbutzes back on October 7th. In other news, the eight-day Jewish holiday of Hanukkah ongoing, and in Detroit, pro-Palestinian protesters try to drown out the powerful words of a young Israeli woman speaking at a Hanukkah celebration. Her mother had just been released by Hamas, her father still being held by terrorists in Gaza. As she speaks, the demonstrators shouting over her, "Ceasefire now. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. If you're a diabetic, we
18: have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you
1: test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065, 800-471-7065, 471 7065 that's 800-471-7065. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com
2: for more details. Saturday Night Football, the fifth quarter takeover on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Get ready for scores, interviews, and analysis with your hosts Marty Terrell and Charlie Gibbons across the country and around the world.
3: Well, I got the answer to my mini poll, and uh, yeah, you people care about the NBA in-season tournament tonight in Vegas, the final with the uh, Pacers and the Lakers, especially the... Uh, I'm looking up these area codes, and most of them are Southern California, so there you go. Lakers. All right, so uh, I rest my case. So we'll keep you apprised of that. Uh, tell you who won the Heisman coming up here momentarily. We got a full hour to go. NFL, and you know... If you listen to us on a regular basis, you know, I have a uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock Eastern show Monday through Friday, and, you know, John Morosi, MLB, It's a Done Deal, Show, uh, show te, uh, Shohei Otani to Toronto. Yeah, we found out that that was a – and I, you know, I got to learn, you know. Well, I, I did attribute it properly to Morosi. But, I mean, I, got, I took a lot of heat with some of these text messages tonight saying, what happened to Otani to the Blue Jays? He's a Dodger. Ten years, $700 million. $70 million a year. I mean, we have so lost our senses. We have so lost uh, – we haven't lost our dollars in senses. We've lost our cerebral senses. I mean, $70 million a year to play baseball. But, hey, listen, uh, you know what? Everyone – claims you know it's insane money there's not one person that i know out there that if they were in his shoes and someone offered you 70 million to do whatever you do whether you're a lawyer a doctor whatever you do i mean you are you're worth what someone is willing to pay you so i never get wound up about this stuff i just don't i i don't get all hot and bothered i used to get fired up over this stuff it's 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 a waste of time and energy people pay the prices dodger fans are going to pay the prices ticket prices beer prices parking hot dogs popcorn apple jacks ice cream whatever it is take me out to the ball game and bring your american express black card or purple card or whatever all right that's just the way it goes They will pay the money. They don't pay what, you know, teams don't pay if the money isn't a revenue source coming in. They do their homework. We'll come back. Lots to get to still. Full hour ahead. On a weekend edition. Football. Fifth quarter takeover. Here on Sports Byline. I'm Marty Terrell.
0: Keep it in.
1: That's 800-278-1738.
20: Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners.
1: Now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills, 800-965-1295, 800-965-1295, 800-965-1295, that's 800-965-1295. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game.
18: Now, the ball is in my court, thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi, Risen a prescription-only, 150-milligram injection for adults.
7: Nothing.
18: SkyRizzy helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses.
19: Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received
18: a vaccine. With Skyrizzy, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call one 866 sky to learn more.
3: All right, welcome back here. We roll along hour number three. We're going to announce the Heisman Trophy winner presented by Nissan Downtown Athletic Club. No surprise, Jaden Daniels. Of The Louisiana State University Bayou Bengals, LSU Tiger quarterback, Jaden Daniels, moments ago, third straight quarterback to win it. Last year's winner, of course, Caleb Williams, Southern Cal. Nick's was in the mix, no pun intended. So was Penix in the mix from Washington, Nick's from Oregon, and Ohio State wideout Marvin Harrison, Jr., Uh, LSU Joe Burrow, 2019, won it. He came out of LSU after he transferred from uh, the Ohio State University. Daniels started his career at Arizona State. Uh, Billy Cannon, wow, back in 1959 was another LSU player to win the Heisman. Uh, Daniels is, I believe he's from the L.A. area. Uh, 40 touchdowns, uh, tied for most of the country. Uh, almost 4,000 yards passing. I think uh, just over 3,800. Uh, um, he ran to. He ran for over a thousand yards. I mean, almost 1,200 yards. Uh, 10 touchdowns. 6'4" to 10. I mean, he had a Heisman Trophy year. Let's 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 just not make any uh, bones about this. What you got to remember, though, you know, LSU was nine and three this year. Uh, that's not a good year for LSU. You know, you got to win ten minimum. You know, and they LSU's about winning national championships. Uh, he threw for three fifty in a game, and also in the same game ran for. Think about that for a moment. A quarterback in the same game runs for uh, 200 while throwing for over 350. Uh, No player has ever done that in FBS history. Uh, um, 50 touchdowns. He joins a very select group there in the SEC. Um, Burrow, uh, Bryce Young, Tebow and Cam Newton. He had a great year. He's the Heisman Trophy winner. And I know that I wanted Harrison Jr. I'm sick of quarterbacks, but you know what? You cannot ignore those numbers. You just can't do it. All right, let's look at some of the other headlines. Jaden Daniels, you'll go to bed now Saturday night into Sunday, and you'll think because now you heard it here that he won the Heisman. Uh, Otani, we talked about it. Ten years, $700 million. The Dodgers are loaded. Mookie Betts, who they acquired a few years back from the Red Sox, He's going to be the everyday second baseman. Otani will DH. He will not pitch. Um, obviously, he's had the rotator cuff. He's had the surgery. He will not pitch this year. The Dodgers are getting an elite player, and they paid and paid mightily. $700 million. Uh He will, you know, before you get all wound up about the money I want to put, he will return the ROI, return on investment for that $700 million will be in the B Billions. Over the life of that ten-year contract for the Dodgers, between television rights, media rights, ticket sales, and all the aforementioned stuff, I mean, it's just they, they don't pay it if they're not going to recoup and then make money on top of it. You know, someone said to me, "Well, that's a hell of a loss leader. Loss leader, my rear end. They will make that fivefold, tenfold, bill be as in billions will be the." Re- turn on that investment, make no mistake. And I know that irritates people. All right, very interesting developing story in the National Football League. How crazy is this? If you watched Sunday night football last week, Green Bay and Kansas City, you saw more flags than you could shake a stick at. The only thing was worse was the Monday night game. Uh, Jacksonville and Cincinnati, there were flags all over the field. And then there was a uh, previous Thursday night game where Michaels and Herbstreet did the game. Well, now the NFL is starting to intervene. The NFL has come out saying they are reviewing. They don't say investigating because that portends, you know, something real bad. They're reviewing these pass interference calls that they missed, and they missed a big one. Kansas City trying to drive down the field late in the game. Mahomes throws a bomb to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And Carrington Valentine of the Packers literally jumped over on top of him. No flag. And now the, the NFL supervisor officials comes out and says, this is the same crew. That blew a call a few years back, you'll recall. NFC Championship game 2018 between the Rams and the Saints. Same crew. Referee Brad Allen. He was uh, wearing the white cap in that game. Um, wow. So, you know, the NFL, uh, you know, I give them credit. They say they review, you know, every every, not every play, but every crew is evaluated on their – Performance, but this crew now is lock, stock, and barrel in the middle of a, another horrific uh, case. Where you know, I'm not going to cry a river, trust me, for Kansas City, okay? They, they get a lot of favorable calls, but it's just ironic that that same crew um, is involved in this one now. All right, here's another topic that is a hot button item tonight across America and around the globe the end of the Army-Navy game in Foxborough today. All right? I'm only bringing this up because it's in all the chat rooms and you people are going nuts. And it obviously – it's a standalone football game other than the uh, the, F, the FCS games that are going. The football championship series, basically the old one A. You know, Idaho is going to play the University of Albany. Last night we had Montana. Uh, taking on Furman you know it's it's division one college football it's at the subdivision level but Army Navy was basically a standalone game today standalone game Army Navy so with that comes what a lot of gambling for people bet on football so here's the controversy Army's favored by a touchdown in that game seven points or six and a half whatever Goal line stand, fourth quarter. Army stops Navy at the goal line. Game over, seventeen to nine. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. They're going to review to see whether you got it. There was three seconds left. Now, ordinarily, you know, the clock would have run out. I I would assume, maybe not, even though they stop it. Anyway, so what happens is they run a down. The ball turns over on downs. Army takes over. The quarterback runs out of the back of the end zone. It's an intentional safety. Two points awarded to Navy, and all the Army people are, who bet lost their money. And I—I I mean, the laugh you folks but people are just absolutely apoplectic. <laughs> and some of the legal sports books said they paid out. They inadvertently paid out to people. In other words, Joe Blow put $5 down that he didn't, he didn't win. Well, it went into his account. These are all automated. And, you know, Joe Blow's got five bucks. And now, now the sports books want all their money back. And I'm sure there's people that had more than five bucks on the game. I laugh because it's just, it's just our culture, man. It's just our culture. So people, uh, you know, hey, you know what I would do if I was, you know, DraftKings or ESPN bets or Fanduel or any number. You know what? As long as it's not too big of a hit, tell the people to keep it. Yeah, keep it. You know what? We'll give you a bonus. It'd be good. You get You'll get unbelievable, uh, favorable publicity, uh, unless it's in the millions of dollars. And I, I they're they're calculating the numbers right now. And so the chat rooms are ablaze tonight. You know, people are saying, well, it's in my account. I'm not giving it back. And I'm, Okay, well, don't give it back then. See what, what happens. But uh, how interesting. All right. And plus the uh, the other news tonight, the Vikings offensive coordinator, he was arrested last night for DWI. And the Vikings say, you know what, we got an important game in Las Vegas. Uh, we're bringing Wes Phillips with us. Wes Phillips is the offensive coordinator. Uh, he was charged. Minneapolis, Minnesota State Patrol, got him at 999 Hennepin County Jail. He was bonded out Vegas for tomorrow's Vikings-Raiders game. I'm Marty Terrell, coming back here on a Saturday night into a Sunday on Sports Byline. Keep it here.
10: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
13: I'm really worried about him. His addiction...
1: That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline.
3: All right, talking the world of sports here Thursday into a Friday, a football Friday in the Army and Navy this weekend. I believe our own Rick Tittle will be in Foxboro, where uh, weather is going to be a huge factor in that game. There is no doubt about it. So uh, uh, if you look at the weather map, it's going to be potentially just a deluge. And they're on that line. Foxborough is closer to Rhode Island than Boston. So you're going to have probably torrential downpours. Two to four inches of rain, I think I heard this morning. So haven't got the update. But uh, that's where that's what it looks like right now. Just a real mess on our hands. So we we shall see. I'll look forward to it. Let's get Dom in here. Dom's download. You know, I do want to start with Caitlin Clark. And I only want to do it briefly. But, you know, Dom, last night, uh, boy, she showed us a Again, that uh, Sue Bird, uh, Tarazi, you mentioned yesterday, all the greats in the women's game. She's right there. She is right there. And she went over 3,000 last night. She put the Hawkeyes on her back. I don't know if you watched it. We don't prep because we don't, you know, you're doing things. I'm doing things. So everything we do is spontaneous. I just want your quick opinion. Caitlin Clark. And where does she fit with potentially another year in the college ranks? knock on wood i hope she does uh where does she fit in your mind in terms of the all-time greats in women's college basketball
6: i mean women's college what? basketball she's she's got to be top 5 player at at worst and and that's wow. with the potential of being you know a a top 2 maybe i could hear arguments for her being the top player she's the only basketball college basketball player man or woman with uh 3000 points 750 uh rebounds and 750 assists so anytime you can do a stat that literally no one gender be damned has ever done uh you're a pretty good basketball player so i'll listen to arguments that she's the greatest college basketball player of all time i'll say i'll say that she's not not even in like you know the last 10 years i'll put brianna stewart over her still but if you want to come at me with that argument i'll listen to it and and i won't blow you off immediately absolutely
3: yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, obviously I'm a kind of a homer, and I, I love watching her play. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, so let's move on from that. Patriot Steelers, Amazon tonight. This is putrid, Dom. I don't even know. I don't even know if holding my nose will keep the stench away from this game. And I'm being honest with you, and I'm not being hyperbolic. Patriot Steelers, this low. This no meaning garbage that they're going to serve up tonight, I will, I will, I will sympathize with Al Michaels if he mails it in on this trash, uh, on this trash they're serving up tonight. Patriots Steelers, I'm dying to hear. What, I've been thinking all day. What's Dom going to say about this? So, what's Dom going to say? Go ahead, Dom. Let's hear.
6: Yeah, I'm not going to be opening my Amazon Prime uh, app today on my TV. That that's for sure. If, now, if I was a gambling man, I'd probably watch the living you know what out of it because I okay. it would make it would make me invested. I don't have any of these guys on my fantasy team because both offenses are awful. I don't have either kicker, so it, it it's going to be a tough watch. And it, okay, so at the beginning of the year when they announce all these games. It, some some of the, some things change, okay. Like all these Jets primetime games, they thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers in a stellar defense. I, I can live with the amount of Jets games that were there, even though the Jets are now awful without Rodgers. But there are some games that at the beginning of the year sounded like a bad idea for putting on national television. This was one of them. Ooh, are you are you ready for Kenny Pickett versus Mac Jones? Uh, that that yeah. wasn't going to get my motor running in the first place. And now that we're getting Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky, been there, done that, wow. uh, yeah. I'll find something else to watch.
3: I want to go on record, and you heard me say it in the open, perhaps you did or didn't. I think this game's going to be higher scoring than people think, and I think it's going to be a weird game in some respects. Weird in the fact that the Patriots could actually find a, a way to win this game or get blown out seriously Mitch Trubisky could put on a Superman cape and put 35 on the board this is not going to be a 10-7 game this is not going to be a 13-10 game it's not going to be a 17-13 game there is going to be points scored in this game tonight I want to be on record and say that all right that uh, that out of the way Um, and that being said you're right Trubisky and Zappi is just flat out ugly But who knows? I mean, they still have to play these games. All right, let's get to the hot stove real quick because we have limited time with you today. Soto looks like it's official. I'm not going to bring up Otani today. But are the Yankees just now playing another – is this just another edition of Yankees East Coast Checkbook Baseball? Give me your take on the Yankees and what they're doing and what they've done so far and what they may continue to do. Go ahead. Let's hear
6: so GM Brian Cashman actually came out and said uh, an acquisition like Juan Soto is Steinbrenner ball or he it, the quote was something to that it wasn't exactly uh-huh, those words uh-huh. but he basically harkened back to the days where hey that player's good let's make sure he's a Yankee it, it, you right. know like for the Yankees fans the good old days um I, I won't say it's in that same vein because they didn't go out and just spend a ton of money to get him. they It was a trade. So, yeah, the the goal of acquiring great talent, sure, that's Steinbrenner baseball reminiscent, but to say, oh, yeah, it's the exact same, I'll say it's different. Now, if they sign him to a fat extension, all right, I'll start listening to that conversation and that argument. And I think... There needs to be some kind of balance like that with baseball where some teams just go all in on money and it doesn't always work out. Some teams go all in on the analytics that rarely works out. Somewhere in between, I think, is is a happy medium. And uh, the Yankees have been in a weird limbo where for the longest time they were all about the money. Then lately they've been all analytics. And if Soto is their beginning of kind of being in the middle, I think that's a good place to be all right let's get to the
3: nba already uh bucks and pacers are underway we'll delve into that we're gonna get pelicans lakers uh a little bit later on we've talked about the nba in-season tournament we're now the semis i mean i'm into it i'm really surprised that the pacers uh, i mean this is like the this is like the aba from whence they came this is an this is an aba team that along with others uh you know, was was absorbed into the NBA. They're back to the halcyon days of the red, white, and blue basketball. And this is probably predating you, Dom, but they don't play a lick of defense. And they've already—I mean, this game is at the half, and we got a—we got a 114 points already. I mean, it's just ridiculous. They don't play a lick of defense, and yet they score like crazy. Are you into the Pacers? Is this a legitimate NBA team? Can they sustain this? Run and gun, kind of the old throwback Denver Nuggets type of ball. What do you think? Go ahead, let's hear.
6: I think it's sustainable. I don't know how successful it's going to be, but they can definitely keep it up. They're they're loaded with young talent, and I think they have four out of the top thirteen picks from the twenty twenty two draft. I think between Halliburton, uh, Jalen Smith, Obi Toppin, and uh, Aaron Nesmith, I think those were four yeah. of the top 14 guys taken. That's all on their team. Now, you know, it's only been, what, two two years since those guys were drafted? Maybe three. Maybe it was 21 class. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, they ha- they're young and they're hungry. And I think it- this was the team, actually, where uh, they only have a handful of players making more than $10 million. So to see the all-out effort for to advance in the in season tournament. It's kinda cool. And Tyrese Halliburton is just cementing himself as one of the best young players in the game and, and even so already in this first half.
3: Yeah, kid from Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Oshkosh, but gosh, the kid can play. Uh we're halftime of that game, I mean you got Lilliard with four points on the other side of the ledger, Buddy Healed with four points. But like you said, Turner, Toppin, Halliburton, uh Brown, uh Bruce Brown, who's not a horrible player. He's a Boston kid. Um, you know, this, this is, uh, this is, and I think you're right, it, you know, sustainable. Yes. Successful to be determined. Uh, we're up against a minute. I want to close with this, uh, Lakers Pelicans. Does that, does that tickle your fancy at all the other semifinal or no?
6: No, cause I can't stand the Lakers. So I, I'm not going to watch <laughs> much of that one. This game, if the, the, the Pacers bucks game, if that had been the evening game, I would have been all over it. Lakers-Pelicans, I'll probably watch it for a few minutes, but if the Lakers are doing even remotely well, I'm going to be repulsed, disgusted, and tempted to put Thursday night football on.
3: And by the way, your Golden State Warriors against Portland last night, they always find a way, don't they? Does Steph Curry just have just a penchant for the big moment? They need a big bucket to put the dagger in the heart of the upstart Blazers with Simons and company going nuts. And what does Steph do? He nails a three. It's just it's you can set your clock to it. We're coming back. Charlie Gibbons right around the corner here on Byline. NFL preview is coming up. We're going to run down the week 14 menu of games, and we'll take you into the overnight as we count down to kick off. Don't forget this week, a double dip on Monday night. I don't even know what the occasion is, but two Monday night games, Tennessee, Miami, and they're not even staggering the starts. Green Bay and the Giants they're going head to head and uh, we'll look at that. Well, plus we'll we'll sneak a peek at the yeah, some of the playoff scenarios. I mean we're, we're at that time. The big news right now is that it looks like Trevor Lawrence could go on Sunday. The Jags will go to Cleveland and take on the Browns coming off that uh, Monday night loss to the Bengals.'ll be and they lost that game at home in Jacksonville so uh, and Lawrence went down with a high ankle sprain late in that game. And C.J. Bethard came on for the latter portion of the fourth and the overtime. So we will see how that ultimately shakes out for the uh, Jacksonville Jags. We'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, we'll run down the menu of games and, and uh, then we'll set you up and stay with you through the overnight. All the analysis you could possibly want on a sports network, we'll have it for you right here on Sports Byline here on The fifth quarter takeover. It's football, college, and pro. Jaden Daniels is the 2023 Heisman Trophy Award winner. Third all-time from LSU. Joe Burrow, Billy Cannon, and now Jaden Daniel on the Heisman. We'll come back. NFL preview coming up here on the fifth quarter takeover. Doobie Brothers take us to the break.
1: That's 800-788-1495. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few
18: people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess.
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. that's eight hundred nine one five ninety six fifty four.
3: All right, rolling along here. NFL preview presented by Vanguard Utility Partners. Randy Byrne, Vanguard Utility Partners, with a seven-state Midwestern footprint. When infrastructure needs to be repaired or replaced altogether, they need Vanguard utilities to get in there. Utility partners to get in there, get all those little mini flags in the ground, so they're not uh, blowing water mains or just, uh, under underground cables, fiber optics, and all, everything could cause internet issues. So. They need the pros and nobody better than Vanguard Utility Partners, Randy Byrne. All right, so let's roll into week 14. We did so Thursday. And listen, I'll spend a little, just a couple seconds. I mean, Pittsburgh dealt themselves a a, a really bad, bad blow uh, by losing to that game to the Patriots on Thursday night. Make no mistake. And now that they lost it at home. And sneaking a peek ahead to week 15 next week. Pittsburgh has, you know, they go to Indianapolis. It's not going to be easy. And Indianapolis is in the eye of the storm this week. So let's get to the week 14 games. It started with Thursday night, New England 21 18 over Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, I'm going to go through them all. I'm going to go quick. This will be a little skinny, uh, a little skinny, my take on each game. Tampa, Atlanta. Look, I would ordinarily wouldn't even mention this game. Tampa's an also ran a divisional game. Atlanta's could win that, that division with a 7-10 and 10 record or more likely 9-8. and eight. They're 6-6 six six right now. Atlanta won East on Sunday uh, with Tampa. Rams, Baltimore. You know, the Rams have come on here a little bit. They're not out of the playoff consideration. This, this, this game, or, you know, if you asked me about this game three weeks ago, I'd be like, eh, you know. But you know what? There's a little more juice there than I thought. Detroit-Chicago is interesting. First of all, you got Minnesota going to Vegas. And, you know, Minnesota should, should win that game. I mean, again, Wes Phillips, their offensive coordinator, arrested Friday night. Uh, you know, he's on the team flight. He's in Vegas with the team. He's out of, he, he, he's out of jail. He was bonded out for 300 bucks. Uh, the team, the league, uh, frowns greatly on driving while intoxicated, driving while impaired. Uh, Of course, you got the the Henry uh, Riggs situation, uh, the former Raider who killed somebody with a high-speed drunk driving accident. It's not good optics. But anyways, the Vikings decide to uh, keep Phillips in tow, so he is with the team. Uh, But I say this because Detroit goes to Chicago. Listen, Chicago, a month ago, they had the Lions beat. Had them beat. They were up 12 with three minutes to go. And then Jared Goff rallied the Lions for a rollicking win uh, at home in Detroit. Now, Chicago will come in now with a little chip on their shoulder from that game. And I, I just think you're gonna see Detroit and Chicago go right to the wire again. I mentioned Indianapolis, Cincinnati, of course. They'll they'll host the Colts tomorrow. Cincinnati, uh, look at Jake Browning was outstanding Monday night in the upset of Jacksonville threw for over 300 he couldn't he couldn't miss he was phenomenal he probably has a little bit of a letdown a come down he had a 70-yard bomb to Jamar Chase Tyler Boyd every time I turn around that dope is making a stupid play for Cincinnati he's a talented guy but my god dropped a pass a few weeks ago in the end zone all you got to do is catch it and they get out of dodge with a loss the other night, he he, he he catches a swing pass. It was a called play. I almost, you know, you blame Coach Taylor as much as you, you blame Boyd, but he throws the ball across the field. It gets picked, sets up a go-ahead touchdown, and it didn't matter. Cincinnati recovered from it, but, you know, you want to look for a boneheaded guy. That guy right there, Tyler Boyd with the Bengals. Man, oh, man, some of his decision-making. Is just atrocious, atrocious. Jacksonville, Cleveland. We told you. Uh, I think I, I, I'm not. I'll be more surprised now if if Trevor Lawrence does not play for the Jags. He came off the field Monday night, high ankle sprain. He 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 walked to the locker room. He walked to the tent before he went to the locker room. He did not go in on a golf cart. He limped in. That probably was foretelling that it wasn't as bad as first thought. He, uh, he would go unlimited practice, but listen, this is an enormous game for Jacksonville, especially in light of the fact of what happened Monday night at home when they lost to Cincinnati. So I would be more surprised if Trevor Lawrence does not go Sunday in Cleveland. Again, that's a 1 o'clock east. Carolina, New Orleans, turn the page. Houston and the Jets. I'll mention this one. Houston, one of the best stories is this year, league-wide, bar none, this is a great story. Houston, rookie quarterback, Stroud, Nick Cesario, former Patriot, outstanding GM, coach, D'Amico Ryans, he of San Francisco, great, great, uh, you know, assistant coach, coordinator, deservedly gets the job in Houston. What an impactful hire that's been. The, the Texans are hitting on all cylinders. One of these weeks, they're going to lay an egg. Is this the one? At Snoopyland, at MetLife, in the Meadowlands against Zach Wilson and the Jets. Who knows? I caution you. Um, the Jets find a way. They beat Buffalo this year. They they gave a game away to New England. New England stinks. The Jets just look at. They got nothing. They got nothing to get uptight about. They can go out there and sling it around, and the, all the pressure's on Houston. Now that being said, Houston might win by three touchdowns, or it might come down to a late field go and win it by three points, let alone three touchdowns. So uh, I have that game circled. Minnesota, Vegas, I told you. Seattle, San Francisco. Look, San Francisco set the world on – and set the Eagles – set the world on its ear less. Just a rocky, what, 42-19, just blew them out. I could see San Francisco coming down a little bit from this. They are home in Santa Clara. It's not like they're up the coast in Seattle, which they were just a couple, of two, three weeks ago. Uh, I think the Niners probably win, but I don't know if this will be a laugher by any stretch. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City. This game here, I'll spend a little time on it. Kansas City, of course, loses to Green Bay. I didn't think they'd lose to the Packers. I thought the Packers would be very salty at Lambeau, which they were so salty they won the game. We know about the the non-call on the pass interference, which the league now says it's going to review. Same crew in 2018, hosed uh in the rams uh in the rams uh saints game they hose the saints in the dome down in new orleans with a non call and here they come back with another non pass interference call it's got the attention of the league same crew <laughs> excuse me um but th- this is a this is a, bi- a big spot so here comes buffalo playing better and, and you know you would think Kansas City would what be a touch down favorite in this game they're not it's a it's a a couple of points that tells me this is going to go right down to the wire but I'll tell you is there a more Jekyll and Hyde team in the National Football League than the Buffalo Bills yeah the the Kansas City Chiefs so this is Jekyll meet Hyde Hyde meet Jekyll these two teams have all the tools to be an elite team and yet they have they've scuffled this year and I say it with all conviction the Kansas City Chiefs are scuffling. You know uh, their fan base is tired of you know uh, of Taylor Swift and the Kelsey thing. They want it winning football. They're not getting it right now. I, I look. I think Kansas City. Uh, this isn't like oatmeal where you just add water and stir. They have, have a lot of talent, but they got to tighten the ship up there. They really do. And I think this will be a very, very telling game. All eyes on Arrowhead. On. Sunday with the Chiefs hosting Buffalo Denver and the Chargers uh look uh, Chargers chronically chronically underachieving great quarterback and Herbert embattled coach home game Denver at the gun I mean they've got four shots at the end zone to turn the tables on the road against the aforementioned Houston Texans last week winners of five in a row I thought they were gonna do it again yeah, I thought Coach Payton had them ready to poise to do it, and what happens? Boom, they come up short, interception in the end zone, touchback. Texans take a knee, game, set, match. Denver in a bounce-back mode. I think they get it done, but I don't think this will be as easy as people think. Philadelphia and Dallas has all the markings and the makings of the best game of the weekend. But we thought that might be the case <coughs> with Philadelphia and the Niners last week at Lincoln Financial in South Philly. Didn't happen. Blowout city. Philly comes in like the dog that gets whacked on the nose with the rolled-up newspaper. You know, they're wincing here a little bit. They're a little gun-shy. You know, their master is in town with Dallas. They're going to be cowering here a little bit. So we'll see what uh, Jalen Hurts can put together for the Eagles. Listen, this is a well-coached team. They're used to the bright lights. They're in Dallas. This game is going to obviously be the featured NFL national game because it's Sunday night football on NBC. What a way to end the weekend, huh? Curl up with a pillow and a blanket Sunday night. You get ready for a little bit of peacock football. And here we go with Tarico and Collingsworth, which I think – I'm hoping this is all that it could be, 27-24 one way or the other, 31-30 – Maybe a shootout 38-35 could be be a rollicking affair at uh, AT AT&T in Dallas-Fort Worth. We look forward to it. We told you a double dip of football action on Monday. I'll tell you, my girl with the curl team in the AFC is Miami. I think this is the team that is starting to take, you know, you get this feeling every year when you pay attention as close as we do to the National Football League. You start to get a feeling about a team. You know, it it was easy with Kansas City. It was easy with Philly. 49ers. You look back at the last champions of, uh, you know, the Super Bowl winners of late. The Patriots, when they had their dynastic run, the dynasty years of the Patriots. But as a team and a a team, and I'm not saying they're on the cusp of being a dynasty, but they're on the cusp of, I think, doing something at a whole different level higher than where they were at, at even a couple of weeks ago. We started to say, you know, it's it, you know, what's, what's gonna be like for Tua coming off his cross, you know, fork in the road season for Tua in Miami. Well, guess what? He's taking the right road, they're nine and three, they're starting to get that feel, that look of a super a legitimate Super Bowl contender, the Miami Dolphins. They will take care of business on Monday night, uh, without a doubt, in my opinion, uh, against Tennessee in Miami. And then we've got the other game in uh, the Lands this weekend, Green Bay against the Giants. And we know Jordan Love is another guy. L- like the Miami Dolphins, on a team basis, on an individual basis, Jordan Love is starting to show why the Packers took him. Utah State, not a ballyhooed program, not a great pedigree school. But Zach Wilson came out of there, and I know he's had his struggles. Jordan Love carried a clipboard for, what, two, three years behind Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay. He's starting to evolve. If you don't think so, go watch the last couple weeks. Watch his Thanksgiving Day performance against Detroit on the road in Detroit. Watch his game last Sunday. Against the Kansas City Chiefs, he's starting to get it, and with that, they're getting into the win column a lot more. And the Packers are a threat right now, and they're very much in the playoff hunt. And I think they're going to stay into it right down to the wire. Will they get in? Hey, look, they may get uh, photoed at the wire, but in the same respect, they may get in, and not only get in, they could make uh, they could make a little hay in the postseason. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk it, take you to the top of the hour. Jaden Daniels, your Heisman Trophy Award winner. As we roll along here, football, fifth quarter takeover, Saturday into a Sunday, Sports Byline, iHeart, American Forces Radio Network, Worldwide. Coming right back.
9: It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now.
1: 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
14: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
1: 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. 800-433-0539. That's 800-433-0539. Paid for by Fix My Student Loans. That's 800-211-6008. All right, down the home stretch we
3: go. Talking the world of sports. All right, Jaden Daniels, just a recap, he gets the Heisman Trophy winner, Otani, 10 years, 700 million. Boy, I was so excited yesterday when John Morosi, Major League Baseball Network, MLB.com, Lock, stock, and barrel. Sho- Shohei Otani is going to the Blue Jays. Ten years, six hundred million. I uh, it's like, wow. You know, grew up on the East Coast, Red Sox fan. Blue Jays in the same division. They play nineteen times against each opponent in that division. I'm thinking we're going to ah, uh, we're going to get to watch our generational superstar, this generation's Babe Ruth. We're going to get to see him. Instead, he goes goes to the West Coast, up the freeway from Orange County, where he played with the Los Angeles Angels, and now he switches leagues, switches uniforms, but does not really switch the area code. He is going to be up in Chavez Ravine, Dodger Town, and away we go. So, listen. You know, you can squawk, all these other teams are going to say, oh my God, the Dodgers, the Guggenheimer Group, Magic Johnson, and the well-heeled owners of the Dodgers, you know, playing checkbook baseball. It's a, it's a huge investment. It's, it's its insane money. It's money we can't get our head around. $700 million for 10 years. I questioned the Toronto deal to begin with because of the exchange rate on the Canadian currency with the U.S. But my boss, Darren Peck, said, hey, look, it, they, they can make adjustments for that. So, But maybe that, that was ultimately his excuse. But whatever. He goes to the Dodgers. You're going to see the Dodgers for the next foreseeable future. They're going to be very, very relevant, if not dominant, in Major League Baseball. Not just because of one player, but the other additions and the other things they're going to do without a doubt. All right. Great job out of Bailey Peck. Thanks to Charlie Gibbons, uh, Daniel. I uh, did a great job. Bailey Peck as always. And of course, Dominic Jimenez throughout the week. Everybody uh, locked and loaded for a great weekend. A big NFL Sunday up and at it bright and early on a Sunday with uh, all your NFL preview stuff right here on sports Byline sports by line broadcast for the whole crew. I'm Marty Ture. Oh, adios. I